Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan. I'm Zach. And we haven't done this in a while. No, it's it's been a long uh, stretch this year. Um, we've both been super busy. You've you've moved across the state. Yeah, I moved. I moved like two hours away, which is you know three hours from where I used to be all the time. Um, and found a new job and. You're trying to settle you're like through the right, winter mountain. You're, you're like so close to like two other states. You could have like a three-way spanning three states. Yeah, no, it's really crazy because uh, everyone tells me not to buy cigarettes here because I can go into like West Virginia in like five minutes. And yeah. I've recently realized that if I leave my apartment, I can be in Pennsylvania in about a minute. So I'm like, oh, cool. That's uh, yeah, that's that's pretty similar to how we are with Michigan. Like today, we just drove to Michigan, uh, just to get lunch, as if we were driving like you know across town. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because I'm sure you're seeing this now, but like you encounter like a cigarette shop that's on either side, right at the state line every time, and here we have like fireworks shops that are on one side of the state line and not on the other. Well, here. It's it's uh it's not great here. Like there's not that many shops in general. Um, so it's kind of like when you go over a line, there's one place, and that's where everyone goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's kind of what I mean though. Is like you'll see like the one store on the specific side where it's yep. like allowed or cheaper. So people are like crossing state lines to purchase something. It's usually like right on the road, right as you're leaving yep. or entering. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's you could like throw a rock and hit the welcome sign. <laughs> um, and like it, it's interesting too in my car because I know when the time zone is going to change based on when I enter Michigan. So like I'll pass the welcome to Michigan sign, and then my car. Um, clock will tick forward an hour yeah no i remember you showing me that i think the first time i came out there yeah it's just kind of like one of those weird things where they're like what the fuck what time is it <laughs> but yeah this is bullshit we're losing hours we're not even doing anything right um but yeah and you got engaged which is cool i did i'm um, very excited and then i have just continued working um, pretty happy with my job and a little boring, but it's comfortable and easy and I'm doing design work, which is neat. Um, most of the people I work with are pretty cool. Um, I work in a library, which I've always kind of wanted to work in a library, but I was like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not a librarian. Well, it turns out they also, you know, have things they need made graphically like a website. Yeah. This is the first time I'm thinking about it, but now it's kind of hilarious. Um, I, my new job, which I also like, and the people there are pretty chill. Um, it's not as comfortable as I would like it to be, but it's, you know, it's a job, and I don't hate it. Uh, but it's a bookstore. So we both work in a book place. 
Why do you got a bookstore? We give that shit away for free. <laughs> the fuck no, I'm selling that shit. All roads lead to books. Now, if only we could teach people to read. <laughs> or convince uh, them to. I, I tell people that's my job is uh, I, I try to trick people into coming into the library for free shit. Because I'm literally like trying to like convince people to come and take the free things. I mean, honestly, a lot, a lot of what I sell at the bookstore is mostly Squishmallows, uh, Roblox toys, and uh, manga. So yeah, yeah, and like I've noticed, uh, most of the people that we have that come in and actually like take books are older people or little kids. Um, almost everybody yeah. else now is doing ebooks, and more so than that, they're doing audiobooks. Um, because like, just like me, I, I just discovered, um, a thing called Libby, which is basically yeah. audible, but free. Um, it's pretty cool. And then there's also like Hoopla and Canopy. So if you like can't afford Netflix or Hulu, you can just like use those through the library and it's free and it's, you know, it doesn't have the same selection, obviously. Um, but if you're not watching like, you know, a hundred movies a, a week or something like that, there's probably something there for you a few times a week. Um, but yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff. Um, but I, I will say uh, there are issues with like, oh, this book's on hold. It's going to be like, I had an audio book that was like number 14 in a series of like 27 and it had a 26 yeah. week wait. So I I, do, I don't understand the holds and stuff on digital content. So they it's because the libraries have to physically purchase a copy for it to be available digitally. So like we recently merged with our state library in like a co-op with a bunch of other libraries and they didn't realize the number of people that were going to take advantage of the program. So like our library had like, you know, two copies of a book. And then suddenly there's, you know, 10,000 other people that just showed up that are technically now part of the same library. And maybe, you know, there's a hundred copies now instead of two, but there's a thousand people waiting for the book um, because it's now including people that never even had access to it in the first place. So basically what we did was we worked it out so that we can purchase additional copies that are only available to people that are a part of our library. So like I went to our purchasing person was like, Hey, I don't want to wait a year for this book. You know, can you buy an extra copy or two? And they're like, yeah, no problem. And literally that day I got it. So, oh well, at least it's that. Yeah. But the problem is you have to be able to go and request that. So, a lot of my job has become like literally just kind of educating people how to properly use the digital library as well as unfucking all the terrible, terrible decisions that were made before I got there. Um, which fortunately, like my coworkers and bosses recognize that I'm doing that um, because I've, I've been in jobs before where you kind of inherit a piece of shit and they blame it on you for being a piece of shit. And you're like, but I didn't make this. Um, 
so yeah, I'm I'm glad that the people I work with seem to be pretty pretty happy with my performance so far. So but it's kept me busy and we've been you know just busy with the house and um a lot of changes around the house um we got a new dog which has been keeping us super busy we did yeah, now your uh, Facebook feed is just adorable all the goddamn time. Yeah, that's all Facebook should be used for is dog pictures and food pictures. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, but we, I mean, we did like, so to kind of give context for like why I've been busy, um, like I definitely had time we could have been podcasting, but honestly, I've just been lazy. Um, and it has been harder, like Titus has demanded a lot more of my time, um, so it's hard for me to sit and do anything for more than like 20 or 30 minutes. Um, but, uh, we did 18 weeks of training with flash. Um, you know, not all in a row, but almost, yeah, actually kind of in a row. Um, so like if we weren't going to class, we were still doing training at home in the evening. So it just kind of ate up a lot of my free time. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you, like, by the time you get done doing all the stuff you want to do, you just want to sit and chill and turn your brain off, you know, and then not necessarily, you know, have a really in-depth, you know, super paying attention conversation. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, besides work, there's just been a lot of, like, you know, I, I've been living more or less by myself i mean with roommates and shit but more or less by myself for a while so you know now I'm, even well, when i'm playing games a lot of the time it's like well but i you know i've been at work all day or they've been at work all day so it's like i want to spend time with them and we're just you know like lately we've been playing stardew valley a shit ton so it's like i'm not even jumping on my pc as much as i was before it's just like oh Hell yeah, no, let's play this. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, before I forget, remind me I want to talk about that Disney, I think it's like Dreamlight Valley or something like that. I have some thoughts on that, yeah. Um, right. I haven't played it, but Ashley and Titus have played more of that than I think I've seen them play anything else. Like, they actually will just sit there and play for a very long period of time, uh, which is very rare. So, um, yeah. But uh, so you had an idea. The reason that we're doing this is just to kind of go over our video gameage for the year. Yes, uh, and and starting with the uh, what is it? The new Steam Replay. I guess this is kind of like uh, the same thing Spotify does. Yeah, I like it when people steal year. good ideas because, like, honestly, it's a good idea to do that. I agree. I as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, so they're doing like a Spotify thing." I'm like, "I love the Spotify thing. Fuck yeah! Like, show me what I've been playing." It's kind of cool because I don't use that many services. So the couple of services a year I do use, it's like I am legitimately interested at the end of the year. Just how much time have I been spending listening to music, especially this year versus last year? Shit oh like my! That. Like, my Spotify thing was depressing because I realized I didn't. I listened to literally only two playlists that I've had for a year you don't you and don't, nothing else you don't really care much about variety in your music well I don't listen to that much music typically if I'm listening to music it's for like five minutes in my car while I'm going to work 
or like going to grab lunch or food or something. You know, it's like, I don't want to start a podcast because it's only like five minutes, but I'm not going to sit there and listen to like a whole album, which I did in fact do this year. Um, and I didn't like whatever it was. Now, I can't even remember what it was, but I didn't like it. Oh, did it was the new Slipknot album. Oh, how was that? I didn't like it. <laughs> like, it wasn't terrible, but I was like, this isn't even Slipknot. Um, I, if I'm being honest, I really only like, uh, like the self-titled album and, and volume three. And I don't really care about the rest of it. I don't particularly love any of the whole albums, but there's quite a few of the individual songs I like. Uh, volume three, I think I could, I could listen to that one start to finish. Yeah. Did like really it's not to? that they're, okay, it's not that like everything else is bad, but I'm just like, I really, really like this, like one or two songs from this album and the rest are just okay. Um, yeah, that's fair. But I, like, I recently did the same thing though. I listened to a whole album for the first time in like a long time, and it was uh, it was by Buried Alive. Mm. I don't even remember which album it was, if I'm being perfectly honest. But I think it was like the newest one. And to be really honest good. with you, ninety percent of my music intake this year was people reacting to music, which I actually like. That's been like my number one media consumption for the last two years is reactors because i realized like i don't really want to sit and watch a whole movie or listen to like a whole soundtrack or a cd or whatever um you just really wish they made more kinds of shows like mystery science theater yeah and it's like i don't want to watch all of game of thrones again but i can watch someone react to the highlights of it like watch someone they watch the whole thing but they cut up the video so that like you only see a clip of like maybe five or ten seconds of something exciting or interesting and they like react to it. So it's almost like you get to show your friend that like your favorite movie or show or something and get that excitement, but you don't have to watch the whole thing. Um so I, I've been enjoying that. Um and then especially with like music where it's like, you know, it's not a movie length commitment. So you get to like listen to the whole song and then see someone's reaction, but you don't have to like sit through the whole thing if you don't want to. So that's where most well, of my music consumption has been this year, actually. And some of it was actually new. My, my music consumption has actually been pretty down. Um, Cause I'm, I've it's now that you say it, mine's especially lately been like yours where I'm mostly just listening to it in the car going from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, I'll occasionally, like, if I'm just gonna play some Overwatch or something, a lot of times I'll put on some metal, because I don't need to hear anything in that game anymore. Yeah, see, I, I always have either a stream on, or a movie, or TV show, or a YouTube video. Like, a lot of the YouTube stuff that I watch has, like, 40, you know, 30 to 45 minute episodes, and I, I've been playing a lot of TFT this year, spoilers. Um, and that's about the perfect length for a game of TFT. Because if I win, sometimes the video ends early. But most of the time, you know, I'm in like second to fifth place. And it ends at about 30, 35 minutes around the same time as a video. So Yeah, I um, do the same thing with TFT. But Because uh, like I, I don't really have hardly any game audio. Um, honestly, most games, I don't have game audio 
And it even occurred to me, like, I turned on a game I hadn't played in a long time, and it had all the audio fully maxed out. And I'm like, holy shit, I forgot games had music. Um, so I did realize now when I go back and reinstall some of my games and play them, I'll be like, is something broken? What's not working right now? And then I go to the options and realize whatever I was doing last time, I turned all the sound off. Yeah. Um, so... So let's go through our replay and see. I know you said yours is going to be a little skewed, okay. oddly. So my, I, yeah, I should preface this with my Steam replay is going to actually be more of my son. Uh, I've played very little Steam this year, actually. Most of what I've played has been on its own launcher or... Um, yeah, yeah, I guess on its own launcher or a different launcher. So I played a little bit on Epic. I played I one I game on Epic. I played I the played... Tiny Tina whatever it is. I I've been playing through the Kingdom Hearts trilogy and uh by the way, the other one. If you're not getting the Final Fantasy. If you're not getting the free games that they give out on there every week, like you're missing out. Because, like, I have probably close to 100 games on there, and I think I've bought two ever. Yeah, I so I have a lot of them, but I don't usually bother because I either already have them on Steam or they're hot garbage. So, so I haven't I've really been cared. getting them anyway because I have this fear of Steam just disappearing one day. So, like, even if it's a game where, like, oh, I already have this on Steam or Xbox or something... I'm like, it's literally free. I will donate the 10 seconds to fake purchase this game. Um, and then, like, some of the games I bought, and Titus was like, I want to try that. And I'm like, okay, great. It was free. Um, I I have a, a feeling that Epic is going to shut down before Steam is. Oh, I, I don't think you're wrong. I'm just, it, I'm just doing that. It's like the thing where you automatically, like, you save your project every five seconds on instinct and yeah. habit. That's, that's what I'm doing is I'm just saving constantly. Um, every now and then I'll, I'll open it and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Free, whatever. Free, mm-hmm. free, whatever. Okay. So that being said, like take my steam mostly as my kid played a lot of this. Um, but there's a couple in here that are me. So, what is your your number one most played game this year? Let's see. Uh, So, my number one most played game is a game called Feed and Grow Fish. So, basically, it's kind of like an arcade game where it's a 3D swim around thing where you pick a fish, you start with the, the, the smallest free fish, and then you swim around and you use the mouse button to click and bite. And basically you look around for like, you know, clams or something like that. That's smaller than you or chunks of meat or dead fish that you can eat to grow bigger and eventually eat bigger fish. And then eventually you gain coins, which you can purchase bigger starting fish and like different species all the way up to like, you know, uh, orca. Um, and then they have like specialty modes where it's like, you know, you're super fast, but there's all these fish chasing you 
and you're trying to collect uh you're trying to eat christmas candy and if you collect enough of it you unlock a you know permanent starter fish for like an event it's actually a really cool kids game if you have kids um highly recommend feed and grow fish don't let them watch the youtube videos because they're all modded and i found out all the mods for that game come from one person that locks it behind a paywall um on their own site so it's super sketchy so keep them away from that if you can yeah it sounds awful um what do I, what was the percentage of playtime uh, on so that? it was actually 28 percent. jesus and it so was I... yeah it was 91 sessions so my number one for the year was fallout 4 which hmm. seems about right it's respectable I mean, it's 14 percent of my my playtime uh, so half of <laughs> of what was going on over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it says I have 168 sessions played, but that is. I mean, that's I'm, like turning mods on and off and stuff and restarting the game. I'm sure. Right. I I think somewhere between 100 to 120 is. Uh, I didn't do that much modding. I mostly played vanilla because I was going for all the achievements. Sure. Uh, but there was a couple weeks there where I did some modding. So. Uh... I would say between 100 and 120 sessions is probably more accurate. I would say most of these games, the sessions played are going to be pretty inaccurate. Um, mine are going to be very accurate, like for me specifically, not like Titus. But um, yeah, this is an interesting dashboard of stats, though, I do have to say. Fascinating. Uh, how many how many games did you play this year? Uh, 55. Oh, okay. That's not bad. 55. Um, Titus got a lot of like sim games and the things. So there's a bunch of stuff that I've played and actually a lot of it I've played offline because like, again, this is it. Mine is going to be super fucked. Like this is very inaccurate. Um, A lot of this stuff I played offline because Titus would be playing on Steam and I'm like, well, I can't play on Steam if he does. So I'd play an offline mode. Um, I got addicted to, like, the Sim survival games, like the Colony survival. Yeah. So I, I think I games. probably played, like, a dozen of those that were new. Uh, so I have 24 new games played and two demos. Um, I have, so I have 166 games played this year. Holy shit. Uh, 37 of them were new, and I played seven demos. Um, I don't really do a lot of demos because I typically know what I'm getting into, but I had Titus play a couple games before I bought them because I'm like, I'm not buying this for you if you're not going to be able to play it um, because he's he's starting to read better, but he needs a lot of help. So anytime I get him a game, I'm like, you need to be able to play this without me sitting there watching you literally all the time. So. Yeah. Um, I guess this is this next thing, like your second most played game. Yep. Okay. So this one is actually me. Um, so I have 12% of my playtime with 88 sessions on Lost Ark. Um, I went really hard on Lost Ark for like a month when it came out. That's true. I, I tried, I, I liked it. Uh, I got real busy like a week into playing it and just didn't come back to it. Yeah, um, I had a 45-day uh, streak um, between February and March. 
I I I don't dislike that game. Um but also it doesn't draw me in that much right now. I don't I'm I haven't really been in a uh like an ARPG. Yeah, and that to be fair, that's like my bread and butter genre. Um so like all the PoE streamers went and started playing that game and I actually really like the look and feel of it. And then I started to encounter some of the issues with the end game. And once I kind of got bored of starting new characters, um, I, I burned out pretty hard on that game. There's a there's a stat that's coming up a little bit farther down, but it'll it'll definitely explain why I haven't uh, played anything like that lately. And I've also been doing the Colony Sim stuff, survival stuff, and all that. Yeah, I'll have to look through my library here in a little bit and tell you the uh, the the colony games that I've played because it's a lot. So my second most played is No Man's Sky. Uh, you uh, know what? I played a lot of that too, um, and I'm surprised it doesn't show up here more because I played a lot of that game. I feel like we went hard on one of those expeditions. Uh, pretty I, big. I played a lot more than what you and I played together like prior to that um cuz I did like a whole expedition and like started from scratch and got all the way to like having a fully built base and everything yeah and that's what infinite I did. money um so yeah it, it's weird to me it doesn't actually really show up on here at all uh, that's like eight percent of my play time over about fifty-eight sessions, which uh, that that's a pretty accurate number. Cool. Um, achievements. What you got? So I got two hundred and sixty-nine achievements across twenty-eight games, eighteen of them being rare achievements. Wow, we have some mix. So I have three hundred and thirteen achievements unlocked. But that's over the course of 57 games. Well, and this so, is also Titus playing new games mostly. That's um, true. And I also got like 46 achievements in Lost Ark. <laughs> so, See, I, I, got, I got more achievements over a greater number of games. Um, but I had 22 rare ones. Hmm. Uh, that's cool. What's your, what's your third most played? Uh, so it's actually Team Fortress 2 with 7% of my playtime. And 17 sessions. Um, Team, Team so, Fortress 2? Yeah, so this is actually Titus again. Um, he actually really likes playing uh, TF2. That is uh, that is some of the most like father-like son shit. I mean, I, I literally couldn't have like expected anything less. It, it like TF2 and like Team Fortress Classic and Counter-Strike just like drip from my soul like <laughs> i'm not sure that i actually have a heart it might just be sandwich that the uh heavy would like to eat jesus yeah fucking nerd yeah <laughs> uh did you do you guys play with controller at all on steam um there is like yes so there's like two games that I you like have to play that we've played with a controller. Um one of them being what was that game? Oh, uh Monster Hunter Rise. Okay. 
and then oh this is ironic uh what is the god what is that game called um where is it where is she i can't find it uh monster hunter stories 2 oh okay so both monster hunter games yeah so so you pretty much have to use a controller like you don't but you know you should uh so yeah that's the only things we use with a controller I, I have like a I have like a seventy thirty split between controller and keyboard. Now, do you actually see that somewhere? Uh, it's the one that comes after my third most played game. Oh, okay. I don't think I have that. So I have uh, a longest streak, which oh, is yeah. uh, okay. fifty two days with fourteen games played. Right off. I don't know if I have that anywhere. I think I have so little controller time; it just doesn't. It didn't have a stat for that. It was just like, we'll move on to something else. Yeah, it was like less than 1% of playtime. So where are you at uh, compared to the rest of the Steam community with achievements? Um, so my first one, I don't know if these are the same. Uh, 269 achievements. Steam average is 21. Yeah. Um, 55 games. Average is so 5. Well, how, like, so for the achievements, like, how far up is the bar? Like, uh, are you into the blue or the purple, or? It's, like, super purple and, like, very nearly at the end. Okay, so you're about where I am on that one. Yeah. Uh, and then, see, we, yeah, we already said achievements in games. Uh, my games is maxed out. I guess the Steam average is five. Yeah, the average is interesting. That's really skewed, though, I think. Um, cause they must be taking into account people that like didn't play at all or played like one game. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a lot of friends that got steam for just like a couple of games and barely ever play on computers. So it doesn't. Yeah. Um, uh, my longest streak was 24 days. So like I said, mine was 52 with the average being nine. So that one's not as maxed out as the other two bars, but it's still, you know, 90% of the way instead of 98% of the way. I've been about like sixty. Oh, oh, sorry, probably like seventy, seventy-five percent. Okay. Okay, so is the next thing like your breakdown of like new releases and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so what's yours? Uh, fourteen percent of the games I played were new releases. Uh, seventeen percent of the games the average player played. Oh, okay. So yeah. I guess I played less new games than the average player on Steam. So I played considerably more. Um, mine was actually 40% new games. Oh, geez. Yeah. I I mean, I guess that makes sense because a lot of them were like the new Colony Sims and stuff that Titus wanted and then stuff like Lost Ark. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, only 59% uh, of the games I played were released in the past one to seven years. So uh, 55% was mine, and I guess the average is 64%. We're both underwater on that one. Um, what about See, Classic? Because I have a feeling we're going to have a very different number here. I This is the only place where I'm beating the average. I have 20%, 27% of my games were released eight or more years ago. I am at a whopping 5%. Um, with 19% being average. No uh, no retro spirit over there, huh? 
Uh, all of our retro stuff is on other consoles. I, you know, I played a lot of uh, stuff like original Doom, uh, the old Duke Nukem stuff, and Doom Two, and yeah, Quake. I think at one point, I don't know. I, I, I've gone through a couple of uh, real hard retro FPS phases. Yeah, I don't get into the retro FPS unless you consider like, you know, Unreal and Quake and stuff like that retro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I, 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 I definitely include those. But like, I feel I, like Wolfenstein and Doom happened, and then within like a year or two, we went straight to like actual 3D. Yeah, um, yeah, like on what is it, Unreal '98? I think it was. Yeah. Um, like Unreal Tournament. That's that's the one that I I will go and play. Um, but also like I've played like Quake Arena. And stuff like that too, so it, it doesn't come across on here. Um, so, the kinds of games do you have that one? Yes, I do. What's, uh, this what is does the your one chart I was, look like? This is the one I was talking about. So, uh, I would say it's about the same with uh, between open world survival craft games and space games. And uh, that's definitely the kind of year that I've been having. It's been mostly survival games and space games. I have a little bit less than that with Cyberpunk and Colony Sims. Mm-hmm. Uh, and below that, I have MMORPGs and dark comedies. Okay. So mine is mostly MMOs, hero shooters, which TF2. Um, oh, okay. And then uh, open world survival, and then Warhammer 40k has its own category um, <laughs> because I played a bunch of uh, Inquisitor Martyr, which is a I, I, I love that that's the fact that that's a category is hilarious and unsurprising that you have that category. Yeah, if it, if it exists, you know what I mean. Um, also, Titus has been playing the original Space Marine. Um, I I saw that and uh, I am I redownloaded it because I never played it. It's a fun ass game. It was really good. It looks really good, and I it's the only Warhammer game that I really wanted to play. Probably and I like didn't realize that yeah, I had it up until like, very recently. It it's been the best one. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I that. also have, I saw the trailer for two, and I was it looks like, that great. Looks good. Oh, so, I also so have uh, Action RTS and Farming Sim because like. Uh, I know, I think I know what game it is. Uh, there's a couple of, like, I don't know what to call them. They're, like, casual puzzle games where it's, like, uh, um, gosh, I can't think of the name. Basically, you're, like, building tiles to, like, expand your city and stuff. C- cities? Not city survival. Settlement survival? Something like that? Um, but yeah, that's where that one came from. I don't think we have any like legit farming sims. I mean, I like I said, I've been throwing down a bunch of time in Stardew Valley lately. Um, that game—it's a great. It game. looks kind of—it looks kind of stupid. And even playing the first year, you're like, so is there more to this or whatever? But the more you get into it, and the more you start realizing, like we were just watching YouTube videos. Yeah, I got addicted to the hundred days in videos and a hundred days and like 200 days and like 500 days in stardew valley and games like that are fascinating 
people's farms get ridiculous. They're like, yeah, then you hop over to the dark forest and catch a bus to the desert, and then don't forget to go down this cavern. I'm like, this is in here? I thought it was just the shitty little town of me doing Harvest Moon. Like, oh my god. You know god. what's funny is that's always the part of the game where I stop playing it. Like, that's I, where I've, I kept stopping. I've noticed, like, when I get to the point where I'm, like, automating my farm and, like, going on to, like, other things, I'm like, well, no, I, I wanted to do that part. Like, I guess I'm done. Because um, that happens with, like, the colony survival stuff, too, where it's like, well, this colony is just, like, self-serving. Like, it's surviving now. Like, I guess I'm done with it. Um, but, That's yeah. usually where I get with those games, too. Uh, my uh, By the Numbers is real boring. Uh, yeah, one, one, one game gifted and one badge earned. Wow, that's way more boring than mine is. Yeah, I so didn't do anything I have, else. I have 220 workshop item subscriptions, and I think a lot of that was uh, Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster, and I think Kenshi. Yeah, that's um, odd to me too, because like I do have some of those for that stuff. Yeah, but did you do it in the past year? Or is it stuff that you had subscribed already? I, I Yeah, I know I did, because the games show up on my thing for this year. Huh. Um, Ten screenshots shared. Hmm. Uh, four new friends added. Uh, four workshop contributions. Once again, play it Zoom and play a coaster. Uh, three badges earned. One game gifted. One community award given. And one review written. I occasionally write reviews. I never do, and like I should. I actually I like doing that. Um, it just never occurs to me to do that on Steam. Like it, it's literally never crossed my mind up until this point. I know I, I've written some... a couple, but like not in a long, long, long time. There's always a few games where I'm like, I'm really divided on whether this game even looks good or not, and I just go to the reviews. Oh, I always and... read them. Yeah. So I like to leave a few every now and then. I should, um, I I should start really... doing that. That's my New Year's resolution, because they're stupid, and that's very easy. For write more reviews. Um, I don't know if I care about the closer look at each of the individual games, unless there's some games we didn't mention that pop out. Um, I mean, like, the 46 achievements on Lost Ark is pretty interesting. Um... It's kind of interesting to see how many people actually got these achievements i have one on here like my second one that is actually 1.8 percent of people have gotten it i i think i have exactly one achievement like that let's see well you should have more because you had more rare achievements than i did uh i mean one that was like that rare oh sure uh i have the it doesn't say what point but i have something called the the godal victory in uh what is it? Death Ride to Canada or something like that? Oh, sure. Death Trip to Canada? Because mm -hmm. me, me and Kit went really hard on that a couple of years ago, so I got, like, everything for that game. So, like, if you're interested in this, I'm just now looking at the achievements for this game. I never had looked at them. Um, I have another one that's 2.5% of players, and it's for, like, a story mission you do as you're finishing the story in that game. So, like, very few people actually made it through to Endgame. Oh, and here's a 1.1% have it, uh, which is just buying a legendary item from a wandering merchant. 3%, so yeah. Apparently in Fallout 4, so I went through 
I had a game already, and I just kept it going. And made sure I finished all the content, did all the side stories, built all the settlements, like, went to all the areas. I'm still working on it. But I have almost everything done. And I finally did the DLC, because I never did the DLC missions in that game. And mm-hmm. I have all the achievements for, like, completing all the last missions for the DLCs at less than 10% of the Steam community bothered to finish any of the DLCs. Yeah. Which is upsetting, because it was actually really... Sometimes with Bethesda games, DLC can be a little lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good for Fallout 4. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, so I have my... some highlights that Ashley played. Oh, what's that? Uh, so she got really into a game called Potion Craft. I've been looking at that. That looks like it, a lot of fun. It's very good. Um, and then there was another one on here that she played... Uh, let's see. She played a bunch of Civ again. Um, I mean, as you do. I was going to say, my fourth most played game is uh, Stellaris. Okay. Which is just Space Civ. Mm-hmm. Seriously, though, I don't know. Did you ever check that one out? Uh, yeah, we played it together. Oh, that's right, we did. Fuck, I love that game so much. I need to play some more of that. Um, Maybe do expansion out. I need to check it out. Dorf Romantic was the game I was trying to think of, by the way. Dorf Romantic? I have not heard of that one. Oh, it's it's an absolutely incredible, uh, like, tile puzzle game. Um, highly, highly recommended. It's actually, I would say that is in my top, like, probably three to five games this year. Um, oh, okay. All right. Dave the this Diver looks- is another game that I've really loved this year. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You were telling me about that one. Um, I played Global Agenda again because they actually brought that back online. It's an interesting highlight. How was that? Um, I mean, it it doesn't hold up today, but it, okay. it, it actually, it is as I remembered it, and I still enjoy playing it. Um, it's just very unplayable now due to the lack of community um and they kind of just made everything free now so there's like no grind like it's basically just do pvp or run around um so uh temtem came out this year i played a bunch of that um i should play more of that it's definitely better than the new pokemon games i haven't played the new pokemon games and i want to I would like uh, to, but I've heard so much bad and watched people play it, and I'm like, that looks bad. Um, and also, I just don't like new Pokemon designs. I mean, that's fair enough. I, I'm not usually I'm there to find the the old teams that I usually run with. That's all I ever do in those games, anyway. Same. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I play. I restarted Temtem because I wanted to experience all the new stuff from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm climbing up that mountain like right in the beginning. Yeah, that's just that's about where I got to. Okay, it's never I never got that far. I started doing the second island. I didn't get super far either, um, but I I've really enjoyed it while I played island. it. Um, I see. That's the thing. I don't really enjoy it. Yeah, I, it's it's hard. It's not that it's bad. I think Temtem's a good game, but the element thing doesn't really make sense to me a whole lot. Yeah, and it seems like they're just trying really hard to 
be like, we're not Pokemon in the most Pokemon way possible. Sure. Um, I, I, the, the monster designs are good enough. I guess the amount of damage you take is just really frustrating. It's a lot more, it's a lot more like slow paced than Pokemon to me. Cause you are spending a lot more time going back and healing your team, even though they let you free heal your whole team once in the field. Um, yeah, I look, I don't like mind leveling takes longer. I don't mind it being slower. I would even mind a, a grind, um, but the having to run back every like few fights to, yeah. heal, and the, sometimes you're like going really far. Sure. Uh, you know, before you get to the next healing spot. I'm yep. like, okay, this is frustrating as shit. So for me, uh, the thing that I dislike the most, I don't like that every battle is a team battle. I I much prefer the solo 1v1 uh, monster battles. Um, yeah. So, and like, I don't hate it. I just would prefer that it not do that. And like, all the moves are based on that too. So... I- I guess I didn't mind it. I always had a problem when I played Pokemon because as soon as they started introducing the team battles and stuff like that, uh, then you got a bunch of Pokemon that had moves. Right. Specifically for team battles. Yeah, you, like, cool. you get so kind of locked. If, if I if I like never do this, then I never need this move. And then you get thrust into those one or two team battles where you're like, well, their team has nothing but those moves. It's just so fucking dumb. It was like, pick one or the other. I don't want to do both. So let me share, I can give you a quick list of the games that I actually played on Steam this year. Um, so I'm just going to go kind of in the order they're in here. Actually, I guess I can do the by month. Um, so January is where we're starting. Uh, Planet Zoo, which one of my top games of the year. Um, I, I'm still planning on remaking my local zoo exactly um which is really cool and the amount of customization in that game is insane it um, is pretty fucking insane monster hunter uh rise um stellaris um i will point out titus played a ton of slime rancher um i I got this intending to play it myself, and Titus took it over. A lawn mowing simulator. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody told me about that. Um, Paladins. Uh, New World. A game that doesn't have a cover. I'm not sure what that is. Um, so then we're into February. Uh, I played Lost Ark. I played more Monster Hunter, and then one of the new games I played this year was Jurassic World Evolution 2. Um, again, another really good, um, like, tycoon game. I'm jealous about that one. That one looks really good. Um, I did play a bunch of Power Wash Simulator. I That's another game similar to No Man's Sky. Not in, like, it was bad when it started, but it is, like, they built another entire game on top of that game since it's been out. Um, it, it keeps getting better. Um, and then for March, I have Lost Ark, Cyberpunk, and more Jurassic Sim. Um, April, Vampire Survivors. Uh, definitely in my top three games this year. Stardew Valley, 
uh lost ark again uh journey to the savage planet um probably one of my favorite games ever i had that's the last game i streamed and it's still it's probably one of my favorite games ever uh warframe which i still really like it's just too much of a time investment and it's too much of the same stuff that's um, more power wash then into may more warframe another game without a cover um then i i have dwarf romantic on here which i played a shit ton of uh, Stardew Valley, and then we got Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I played with Titus, so we'd sit down and play like an hour together, and I'd read the story and whatnot. Um, he just really liked riding the monsters around the open world. Oh, he doesn't. Um, another game similar to Jurassic World um, called Prehistoric Kingdom, which is really good. Highly recommend. Uh, Vampire Survivors, and then I played some more uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Okay. Uh, June, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, Warhammer 40k, Inquisitor Martyr, more Star Wars The Old Republic, and then the Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak demo came out that month, apparently. That was your one demo. That was one of two. The other one, two. The other one was a game I had Titus try... Um, I think it's uh, Animal Shelter Simulator. Okay, I've seen that one. Yep, and then uh, I have No Man's Sky for July, uh, followed by more Monster Hunter Rise and Warframe. Um, another sim game called Parkosaurus. It's like a uh, pixel art uh, Jurassic World sim thing, tycoon game. Uh, Inquisitor Martyr. I tried out some Destiny 2. I remember doing that and really being sad about it. Um, Say, so I guess I didn't really hear about that, so I guess it didn't really last. No, I played it like for a day. Um, I played a game called Let's Build a Zoo, which is another zoo tycoon pixel art game, which is great. Um, Mega Aquarium, another aquarium tycoon game. Uh, also very good. It's a little bit puzzly. It's super fun. Very cheap. Uh, I got to figure out what this game without a cover is at some point. It pops up every month. I'm assuming it's something Titus is playing. Um, more Vampire Survivors in August. Power Wash Sim. Uh, Settlement Survival. Uh, Farthest Frontier. Another colony survival game. I tried Multiverses. Um, oh, yeah. Which I, I fucking hated. That. Like, I would rather well, just go play Smash Brothers. I'm glad I just bought most of the DLC for Smash Brothers, because I was playing the shit out of that, and that game was great. Um, I tried Guild Wars 2 again. Uh, still hated it. So that, that didn't last. Um, I think I've done everything I want to do in that game. I want to go back, Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, so I played some more Warframe in September. Uh, Gundam Evolution came out. Um, that, we were playing that one together when it came out. Right? Yeah, that game is still fantastic. I, I mean, I don't really like it. I kind of fell off of it because it it just hadn't changed much, and I felt like I was doing the same thing every time. But I'm giving it some time to add some more maps and some more mechs before I go back. Um, I wouldn't mind going back to it. It wasn't a bad game. I just wanted to give it time to grow. Needed the gameplay, the gameplay loop itself seemed. 
just not it just didn't feel great like yeah. it, it felt like either one team was getting overpowered or everything was just like one shots on both sides but then if you didn't know how to do one shots it was like impossible to kill anybody with anything because it was most, like most rounds were like, very one side it was like sniping guns and then pea shooters and nothing in between and i was like okay i don't it was awkward that, like, rocket launchers felt very weak. Yeah, and some of the abilities for some of the Gundams are fucking fantastic game-changing things, and some most of useless. the others are just nothing. Yeah. Um, so that continued into October then. Um, more Lost Ark still. I think I went back and tried out a new class. Um, I tried out Marvel Snap, which I think is a really good game. I also think it's really not for me. I played a lot of it up until I got to the point where it was like, you can grind this all day or you can give us money. And I chose yeah. to delete it. So yeah, I, I did the same thing. <laughs> um, and then I, I started playing some new world again. Uh, still really love that game. That's definitely one of my top games this year. I don't know why I bounced off that game. I, was I, I also that bounce off. Really of I, I bounce off MMOs now. That's like, true. I, guess I, I, I think it's partially the pace and not that like I mind the pace, but I don't feel like I have enough time to play to accomplish anything ever. Um, so then November, uh, very few games played, actually. Both uh, October and November, like, what, nine games in October and seven games in November. Um, I played some New World. Planet Zoo is on here, but I know I played for an hour and stopped. Um, then Dave the Diver and Vampire Survivors. Um, December, so far, has been Titus playing Ark and Feed and Grow. Um, Alright, so, I'm gonna... There's a couple of these I want to talk about, and because I played 166 games, I'm really gonna jump around to mostly either the notable ones or the ones I played for the first time this year. Sure. Um, so, Planet Zoo... Um, that one was a gift from you, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, that I think it was that and a couple DLC, and I picked up one or two other DLC. It it was really hard because like I found that making a new zoo sucked really hard, and I really hated it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the first time that I went through it, and I was kind of following the tutorials that are in the game, and like slowly building up my park. Uh, that shit was fucking addicting. Yeah, I feel like that game shines if you're doing the scenarios and like playing the story mode, as it were, or if you go the whole other direction and you're like building your own shit from scratch and like your yeah. balls deep in it. Like everything in between, like just building a park with like, you know, the preset stuff in sandbox mode is actually pretty boring. Well, and it, it sucks. A lot of it, the beginning of that game really sucks. Because it's it's generally a slow matter, start. Yeah, you have, like, no money. Everything sucks. It's all really stupid. It's too too much uh, like real life. And you have to <laughs> really, you have to dump a few hours into it before you start going, all right, I can expand. Yeah. What kind of animal do I even want? What are my options? How do I use this market? How do I bring more people in? You know, I'm going to move some trees over here. Like, once you get to that point, it's hard to put that game down. It's definitely got that Civ one more turn thing going on. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, oh, one more day and I can I can import this other animal. 
that game is a, if you like the park builder shit, that's a heavy recommend for me. Yeah, it's probably the best looking and working uh tycoon game that I've played. Yeah. Um I was also I did a little bit of streaming in January and I played through the entirety of Hellblade, uh Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, I actually watched someone play that whole game. That uh there's still stuff that I can unlock, but I don't know if I want to replay that game. That game at hurt the same my brain. Time, at the same time, it was a fun game to play. Some parts of it were overly frustrating because it was just like things were new, but the game doesn't tell you shit. Right. Um, but overall, it was a pretty good game. The story was a bit confusing, and it's one of those when you get to the end, it's like, oh, things make sense now, but I mean, even still, not really. It's... It wasn't a bad story. I don't know if I like the way they told the story. Yeah, I I didn't dislike it, but I like having watched someone play it. I was like, I would never make it through an hour of playing the game. And it was interesting enough that I watched someone play the whole thing. But I don't think I would watch someone play the second one. If you if you like the Soulsy type of games, I think Hellblade's. I mean, compared to those games, it's basically just an interactive story, but it's a good it's a good one. It's a good one to play. If you're not someone that really likes to play those games, watching somebody play it is the best way to go about doing it. Yeah, and I I do enjoy watching people play like the Soulsy games. Um, and I should mention there was no mention of Elden Ring. Um, I still want to play that. I just I just have it. no interest in playing those kinds of games. They I've tried so many and I immediately bounce off of them. Um but I enjoy watching people play them. I am I'm a hundred percent gonna try Elden Ring at some point in the near future. I mean, there's been enough hype and like people saying they love it to the point where I'm like, oh I, I should try that. And if it's ever like on Game Pass or something, I'll probably give it a shot. I just don't expect to play it for more than an hour. Um, But go on. I'm going to grab a beer real quick. Okay. Um, So I... Well, me and Bailey both tried Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach this year, the newest Five Nights game. Um, And I suck at the horror games. I suck at the horror genre shit. Um, And that hasn't changed remotely. We had to stop that game about halfway through. Uh, not even because I was getting scared. I think we, we tried this one section over and over again so many goddamn times and still can't get past it that I... Uh, so what about Five I Nights just, at Freddy's? I, I just... Th- I got to a part of that game where I just started raging. Sorry? I said I got to a part of that game where I just... Like, it stopped being scary oh, and I just started sure. getting angry. I remember you talking about that, yeah. It just became frustrating yeah. and not scary. I mean, we loaded it back up and tried it again, and I still was just, like, yelling at it. And I was like, all right, fuck this game. It's not a bad game, but uh, as much as I love Five Nights at Freddy's as as a franchise, I I really just don't enjoy playing horror games that much. It's really hard. Yeah, I've I've talked about this, like, so many times on the podcast, but, um, you know, it's been a while, I guess. I don't play horror games, and I don't watch horror movies. Because I don't get anything out of them. Like, that shit doesn't... I don't get, like, the jump scares. I I don't know. My brain doesn't work the same way as other people's, I think. Um, So that shit doesn't bother me. But I also don't, like... I'll watch, like, a thriller and enjoy it. 
but like a horror movie, the story usually is not that good. It's just meant to be more fun. Yeah. And I miss out on all the fun. Same I... with roller coasters. I'm just like, well, this is like, you know, I'm taking a risk by going on this ride for fun. I don't get any fun out of it, so I could just go drive my car and take a risk. That's Thank you. That's exactly been my position, and people laugh at me about it all the time, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't trust that anybody here remotely knows what they're doing well enough to ensure my safety on this thing. And it's really not that fun for me. So, like, I'm not going to do it just because everyone's like, I want to go get on that roller coaster. Like, cool, you fucking go get on it. I'm staying here. Yeah, I, I don't have enough faith in the, the minimum wage teenager working a summer <laughs> job or the alcoholic the... carnival ride operator whose life has come to that point. You know, I don't, I don't have faith in their ability to do that job. Be... At the pop-up uh, traveling mechanical nightmare circus. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's $20 to risk your life. I'll, I'll go buy a lottery ticket, I guess. Yeah. Um, I did. I played a lot more Valheim this year. I, I tried it over to. a couple of times. I, I really do love that game. But I have the same problem you were just talking about with uh, Planet Zoo where the intro to that is so rough and so slow. I'm just like, every time I get frustrated and I just stop because I'm like, I want to do the cool shit. And then I'm like, I don't want to spend 20 hours getting to the cool shit. Yeah. I, so I, I invested quite a few hours in it and I finally, like I built up a little thing for myself, you know, with a yard so I could do shit. And, uh, I went out and beat the first boss or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like, cool, now go to this new part of the island where everything kills you a hell of a lot faster and start over from there. And I was like, no. And then I uninstalled it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably not the way your game should go, but... Right. Um, I played a lot of Cyberpunk. I'm at the end of that game now. I, I keep meaning to go back and play that game. Um, but I know I need to start over. And I kind of just don't want to. That game is, uh, the intro is not too bad, especially if you pick one of the different, you know, like intro things. Sure. Um, I don't know. The, yeah, the first couple of, like the first hour or two of Freedom can be a little bit of a slog. But that game is really fucking good. Yeah. I, I like it. I know it had a really rough start, but I was just waiting it out. And it's been fucking worth it. I know I'm almost at the end of the game now. And the only reason I haven't beat it is because I've been going through and doing literally every side mission, buying everything, doing all the stuff. Um, I had to take a little bit of a break on it because I got a little, I get burnt out on those kind of games, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a really fun game. I like it. Uh, and I've been trying out the Baldur's 3 patches as they come out. Sure. I really hate the way that they're doing this. Like, I'm glad that they're getting a lot of feedback, and it's hopefully going to make the final product really fucking good. And they've made a lot of good, positive changes, so I have a lot of hope for it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I've been basically beta testing this game for, like, a fucking year, and it's still not coming out for, like, a fucking year. Uh, and I just don't want to play that much of the game, because I don't want to spoil that much before the full release is out. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was a little hard. So uh, I, I have to mention something real quick because I'm just like kind of clicking through games that I've played this year or sure. that Titus has played. 
He's played 87 hours of Transformers War for Cybertron. I don't even know what that is. It's an old-ass Transformers story game. Like, Jesus, 87 hours? I mean, at least you know he likes Transformers, I guess. I mean, I, I guess. He got Transformer toys for Christmas, but he doesn't really watch it. No, he's too busy playing Transformers whatever the hell game. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but like I was just like, Jesus, that's a lot. Uh, let's see. So February was also the first month that uh, I played Lost Ark, mm-hmm. which I think is when I bounced off it really hard almost immediately. So Titus uh, has played 51.3 hours of that. Of Lost Ark? Yeah. Wow. And that's just on here. He also plays it on Xbox. There's a hell of a lot more hours than me, I guarantee it. Uh, Back for Blood, I played this for the first time this year, which is just Left for Dead, but new. Um, and my review of that game is it's Left for Dead, but new. Yeah, I, I played that on uh, Xbox Game Pass, and I thought it was fine, but I guess I, w- I was never the biggest Left for Dead fan. Like, I thought it was fine, and I was like, I, I just don't want to play more of this right now. But I... it, was, it was okay. I really like the card system they they introduced, but the problem is it you have to basically beat the game once before you even really have to worry about utilizing it at all. And that game goes on for there's something like twenty something levels or something in there. Like it goes on for yeah, a while. Now that you like mention that, I remember a few of the levels are just going back and forth between the same one spot in town yeah. over and over again. My biggest issue with that is I was like, Jesus, that mission took too fucking long. Like it just felt like it went on forever. You're like, this mission went on for an hour and forty five minutes. This is mission three of like twenty seven. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah, I think I, I did play something like three hours and I think I played through two or three missions. They take a while. Yeah. And that's on easier modes. On the harder modes, they just take forever. Yep. Um there are when you get a good team, you start getting challenges that are like, beat this level in ten minutes. And if you have a decent team, everyone knows exactly what to run past and shit like that. So, I mean, it can be done, but, like, your first time playing through, it's going to be a fucking slog. Yeah, and it, that's the sort of game that's, like, super unfun if you're the only person that hasn't done all that stuff. Yeah. Because you're either, like, you know, it's got that Warframe thing where you're just, like, trying to keep up or you're just dying all the time. I, uh... I tried to go back to EVE Online. I, I also tried to do that this year. And I, I just saw something about it today, and I'm like, man, that's that's probably like in the top two or three of games that like I think are amazing, and I wish I liked it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's so many things about that game where I'm like, that game should be really good. I feel like I'm Boy, missing out so badly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's not like fun going... to play. It's like someone going, you're missing out on all the fun. And you're like, I guess. Because I don't have any fun playing it at all. It, it's like, it looks fun. Well, I mean, it's kind of like taking Titus to the park. Where I'm like, man, that kid is having a fucking great time running up those stairs and going down that slide. And I remember loving that as a kid, too. But now as an adult, I'm like, well, obviously that's not fun for me. Yeah, we're going to fucking do that. <laughs> uh, 
And I, I tried it. He made me. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> Not as enjoyable as an adult. The world is much less fun as an adult. It's very true. Um, I should also mention, uh, I bought a cyberpunk mouse this year on Black Friday, which you I very did. much like. That shit looks dope as hell. Um, it works great too. It's very light. I'm used to it, like super, super heavy mice. Like most of the razor mice are very heavy. Um, this one weighs like nothing. But yeah, have, I still have only played like four, maybe four hours of that game. Um, so getting into April, I did New World. Yep. And I don't think I played that much in April. I think it was fairly recently that we were talking about it that I went back. Yeah. I hated that game at first, and I know they've made some changes. Uh, November is when we played it together. Yeah, and I started liking it a lot more there. Like, I bought property. I was making a ton of money. They, I realized the weapon that I fell in love with, I guess, was a brand new weapon they just added to the game. The greatsword. The greatsword is great. <laughs> it is it's funny, because I, I did not like the greatsword. And I found out that I actually really do like the... Uh... What is it like the rapier fencing sword, whatever it is? See, Stabby I didn't sword. care for that. I didn't care for that one too much. Like you um, can do a lot. And the, oh, and the hatchet. I really like the hatchet. The hatchet's pretty great. Um, um but, no, that's a great game. Enough. But again, it it's one of those games like if you're not gonna sit and play it for like at least an hour, it's really hard to feel like you accomplished anything. Yeah, a lot of Even running. With an, even with an hour, you're not accomplishing much most of the time. And it's funny, I think I actually played as much or more of that game during the beta. I don't think I played the beta, so... Yeah. Um, I also played the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order this year. Played it on Xbox. Titus actually uh, beat about three-fourths of that game. I, that's about where I'm at. I know I'm I'm pretty far into the game now. And I only uh, had to help it, him once. That game is not that hard. No. But uh, it's a lot of fucking fun. It's very good. Very pretty. Looks great on a 4K TV with uh, Series X, by the way. You know, I've really hated, like, I hate all the new Star Wars movies. and I don't give a fuck about most of the Star Wars shit that comes out anymore. You probably uh, like except... that new Andor show. Because it's very not Star Wars. I'll check it out. I mean... I've just I've hated Star Wars shit for a really long time. It's been really hard. Like there was Kotor and then nothing. Except Rogue One. I liked Rogue One. I love um, the uh the X Wing TIE Fighter game that came out. I still think that's a fucking super fun game. The squadrons or whatever? Yeah. I yeah. I see I, I didn't really like that too much, but most people didn't. I fucking loved it. The the fall the Fallen Order game. Like, the story, the presentation, the gameplay, all of it was so fucking good. It could have not been Star Wars, though, and still would have been great. You know what I, I mean? I mean, I guess. Like, if you pulled I... the Star Wars-y out of it, like, I definitely think it's not, it, it wouldn't improve. But I still think it would be a really good game if you just had a laser sword and you were Spaceman. You are, you're 100% correct, but I think for me, there are a lot of things about the Star Wars universe that I like. Mm -hmm. 
but I feel like Star Wars has just gotten increasingly dumb over the years. I, like, so... for me, Star Wars was a lot more, like, you had the nerds that were, like, drawing all the intricate, how could this work, and, like, all the sci-fi sure. mechanics, like, the deep shit. And I think at this point, it's a lot of just like, look at me, pew, pew, shiny laser sword. And there's like no substance to anything that comes out anymore. And I can't. Yeah. Um, so one, I didn't, I don't think I loved the Mandalorian like everyone else did. I thought it was very good. The thing I really did love about it was they got really in depth on a lot of show, like showing a lot of the like details about like a ship, like crawling into the vent to fix something and like all the cool little greeblies and like all the really awesome, like special effects pieces that were created by hand. I enjoy that part of that detail. Um, but like the, the lore of the Mandalorians, like it's interesting enough, but that's not really why I'm there. I I mean I did I was watching a lot of it in the background while I was uh, cleaning, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't pay a lot of attention to little details or shit like that. And also on my phone screen, especially, like that show was ninety percent black. Oh yeah, God yeah. There was just or, no or fucking super ultra bright. It was one or the other. Yeah, it was. I it was frustrating. Plus, is some of the the worst storytelling in a pick a thing that i think i've ever seen like yeah. it was so laughably bad i remember having one of my coworkers going in and going have you ever seen mandalorian she was like no okay i was like i'm in the middle of this episode i was like i've never seen this show before i was like but i've already been a couple episodes in so i pressed play and i was like i bet you the next scene is he's gonna go into a room and then someone's gonna say something to him and then he's gonna start shooting them and that is exactly what happened. And I was like, I bet you the very next scene will be exactly the same thing. I was going to say, that's like I'm 90% like, of that plot. That whole plot is he walks into a room, someone talks to him, pew, pew, pew. And that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, is the Mandalorian cool? Like the armor and the character and shit? Oh, for sure. Fucking yeah. Hell yeah. Also, um, I really disliked Baby Yoda. Like, I know everybody but, loves Baby Yoda. And I'm like... Enough. It's cute enough, but, like, they tried to make that fucking character carry a lot of that series. And then they did the Book of Boba Fett, which I, like, growing up, Boba Fett was, like, the character for me. Oh, dude, everybody wanted um, to be Boba Fett. And I can't tell you how much I disliked that show. Like, I was so fucking disappointed. And, like, the only episodes were, that were good were the ones that just had the Mandalorian in them. So, oh, random. Yeah, but also I will say, um, I don't want to spoil it, but the the last episode of the first season of The Mandalorian, I think it was, um, where somebody shows up, probably one of my like top ten, like TV show moments. Like it was, like for me, like the nostalgia and everything. It was just like, just tremendous. It was incredible. Oh, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I never made it that far, and I'm probably never going to. But. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, you don't have the level of nostalgia that I do for Star Wars, I think. 
I mean, um, I grew up with it. Like we we watched the movies all the time. Like I remember. Well, maybe then. Uh, I, I would say they... try to finish that first season just for that one moment. Because, like, I'm, it's worth I'm, it. I might. I think I grew up with so much of the classic Star Wars. Like, I remember when Episode One came out. And, yeah. Like, me and all my friends were super fucking stoked. Like, we had Star Wars battles all the time and shit. And, like, when Pod Racer came out, dude, mm-hmm. nobody was playing anything else. Like, it was all Pod Racer all the fucking time. Yep. Um... I remember one, I remember going one, to see I, that and I was like it's fun but I was like that's not good Star Wars. I liked it but I was like this seems kind of weird like this doesn't seem a whole lot like old Star Wars and then episode 2 came out and that was about the time that I was about done with Star Wars. And I haven't liked the series. I haven't liked the movies ever since. Yeah. Uh, Rogue One was the only exception. If you liked Rogue I, One, you will like Andor. Okay. Yeah, I loved Rogue One. That yeah, was you'll you'll probably love Andor ones. then because it's it's very much in that vein, but it's a like TV show, so there's a lot more detail and intrigue. Um, is it like a like a more live action one, or is it like that Clone Wars shit? No, it's it's fully live action. Oh, okay. Hell it, yeah, I might check. Yeah, it out. no, it's more. It's like the story of how the Resistance began. Oh, okay. I see some of this prequel stuff is is ending up pretty decent. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying the current TV show stuff, aside from the book of Boba Fett that was a massive disappointment. Um, but I, I'm I'm so looking forward to Ahsoka. Um, I didn't love Obi Wan, but I thought it was okay. Um, is Ahsoka going to be live action too? It is, and it's Rosario oh, yeah. Dawson, which is like one of five actor names I remember. Uh, yeah, it's not one that close with me. but uh, She was the female lead in Clerks too. Oh, okay. All right, hell yeah. <laughs> like, I know that's an obscure reference for her for most people, but I figured you would know that one. Oh, that's 100%. Yeah, like that image comes to mind immediately. I know who that is. Also, though, I will say it is one of those things where I can't stop seeing Clerks 2 Rosario Dawson every time I see Ahsoka. And I'm like, I mean... Just think of it as the world's greatest crossover and move on. Yeah, like, Ahsoka never goes ass to mouth, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's why that's awkward, but... um... All right, uh, we got super way off track here. Yeah. Um, so in May, I tried Papers, Please for the first time. Oh yeah, that's a very cool game. And me and Bailey both, uh, beat it and then went back and started unlocking all the endings and stuff. Nice. Um, we never fully completed it, but I think we got everything we needed out of that game. It was a pretty fun game. I played a few hours of it and then I watched like a couple different people beat that game. Um, I tried Kenshi for the first time. Hmm. Which, did you ever try that one? I did not. Okay. That's a really weird game. Like, it's post-apocalyptic, but not even really on Earth. Just post-apocalypse on somewhere. Hmm. And uh, there's, like, three different races. One of them being, like, robot people. And then there's, like, alien people. I know, they're all kind of aliens. I don't know what the fuck's going on in that story. Uh, And the story doesn't really seem to matter all that much, unless you really, really want it to. Uh, But it basically boils down to looking like Diablo and you have to go around and do like mining and hunting. Like everything is a skill, but the game is brutally hard. Like some 
Dark Souls like difficulty level shit. Um, it's it's it feels very realistic where it's like he, you're a dude with two arms. If two dudes with two arms come and attack you, you're probably gonna get your ass kicked unless you're really good at martial arts. <laughs> you know, I I, like I feel like I did die. watch someone play that game, and they were very frustrated. It's a very frustrating game, but it's kind of like Eve, where it's like, if you look at what you can do, like, you can start your own settlements or your own ring of settlements uh, and defend them against people. Like, other people that claim territory will come looking for taxes, and if you've got enough weaponry, you can go, how about fuck you, I own this now. Yeah. So, uh, I there's a lot of shit follower this there's like followers and like slave camps like there's so much shit to that game but just being able to get from like you know two minutes out of the starting town after playing for three hours without immediately getting stabbed to death is very difficult that does sound difficult it's it's it is very you might actually like it because as you get used to it you realize a lot of that game is grinding Mm-hmm. And the grinding really pays off, and you're big on that. I have much yeah. less patience for that. I, sh- I probably should try that then. Um, I also tried uh, the forest. Oh yeah, I remember you mentioning that. I hate the forest. Yeah. Don't I? It's not. It's a pretty game. It's mm-hmm. a very functional game. Um, but I. There's no purpose to that game without the cannibals, and I hate dealing with the cannibals. So I, I, like, I constantly feel like I want to just build stuff in that game. And it's like the longer you don't finish the game, the more cannibals fuck with you. And I'm like, okay, but I just want to like hunt and build a cabin, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also tried out and played a shit ton of Subnautica. Titus has played an absolute assload. Of that game on Xbox. Subnautica, I I keep bouncing off that game and having a hard time because uh, I keep having glitches that are just ruining my game. Yeah, he's again he's playing creative mode. Uh, see, even in even with that, like I'll have problems where I'll keep parking a ship a little, you know, too close to a wall, like a mountain or something. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back, it deloads and then reloads inside the mountain, so I have to build a new one all over again. Well, I think that's why he doesn't have the issue, because he's just like, oh, I'll just get another one. I'll just make a new one. I'm, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. It's a really good game, but it's... Uh, I, I'm if, if a Subnautica 2 comes out, I will play it, and I'm hoping that it would be a bit more polished. Yeah, the uh, DLC seemed pretty cool, too. I... I have not played through that any of that, so yeah. Um, I played Wasteland three this year. Uh, which I Wasteland two was okay. Wasteland one I don't care about even with the remaster. Wasteland three is the first one in the series that I think is really really worth checking out. Like if you like some of that old uh, kind of like Fallout, it's not like the old school Fallout shit, but modern and polished and has depth to it like Mm -hmm. that's a really great game to play okay um let's see what else was new this year road 96 i don't know if you saw this one no this game has a bunch of different characters whose stories you can follow 
and the whole story revolves around you getting from one point on this highway to the other point on this highway. I guess a lot of people are trying to escape this some circle of influence, like a state or something. Um, but they have to like sneak across the border. And a bunch of these kids are trying to do it di different ways. What's interesting about the game is every time you play it, it's procedurally generated in what order you'll meet them. Huh. So like the first time you play it... Oh, I the, remember you talking about this. The first, game, the first guy that you play, you'll play him for the first little bit of the game. Um, and depending on your decisions, depends on what happens to them. And I had a lot of my characters killed. Just purely on accident. It's kind of a hard game. But yeah. You just go on to the next character. Hmm. Um, but then if you go and play the game again, he may be one of the last characters you played. So you'll have to play it several times to get like the perspective of each of the characters where they were at different parts of the journey. Okay. Um, so that was a that was a really interesting game. I plan to go back and play more of that. Uh, let's see, August. I played Sunset Overdrive. I, I tried that quite a long time ago. I, yeah, I saw the appeal Xbox. for like a new console sort of deal. Um, but damn, did I dislike playing that game? It's it's an okay game, yeah. But you, it, it hits a very specific uh, subset of games. You know, mm -hmm. like it, you play that game, and it reminds you a lot of like an original Xbox game. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, really... it could have been. They don't make games in that style of gameplay really anymore. Yeah, like and those. So like all the people that made those games all work different places. Yeah. Um, so if you want, if you ever want to go back to that semi-open worldy, you know, grind around, jet set radio style kind of shit, um, with random objectives and just hordes of monster stuff that's not really hard, but just like fun and colorful. It's a great game. Yeah, very um, arcadey, like fast-paced thing. Yeah, I mean it's not groundbreaking in any way whatsoever, but it's neat and it's got enough diverse weaponry and ideas to be like, you know, fun. Definitely stands out compared to other games that were coming around coming out around that time. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see, played a lot of RimWorld this year. Mm. Uh, very popular which is just a nice colony management game before I forget in a similar vein if you've not yet you should check out a game called Battle Brothers I have not heard of Battle Brothers I could see that being a game you really get into I'm going to have to check that one out uh, we talked about Gundam Evolution and Marvel Snap yep. uh, I played Encased which oh, is yeah. kind of like uh like an old CRPG, like Baldur's Gate, like that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. But it does the turn-based thing of Divinity Original Sin, which I really like. A lot of games are starting to do that now. Mm -hmm. And it kind of follows a very... Uh, the, the Russian book that Stalker is based off of, uh, Roadside Picnic. Yeah. Like, it's very much based on that, to the okay. point where, like, the first place you go to is a diner called Roadside Picnic. I wonder what inspired um, it. I, yeah, they weren't clear about that at all. Oh, I played a game called AWOL. Mm -hmm. It is a free game. So it is absolutely worth every penny. 
it, it's basically like uh, Ion Fury or like a like Duke uh, Duke's was it Duke Nukem 3D? Yeah, it's like the same engine and plays like, but it is really fucking good. Like they have the newer like aiming down sights and grenades and the reloading graphics. Like it is a really really good fucking game, and especially the fact that you don't even have to pay for it. Like that game is worth just dumping an hour into just to try it out because it is really well made. Um. I don't think I played a whole lot else that was new this year. Man, I I just Up opened like maybe um, just recently my Epic Launcher. Yeah, I did not realize how many games I had on here. I have two hundred and thirty four games. Oh yeah, no, I don't have anything close to that. I have like sixty or seventy something. And I have installed maybe five of them. I just had to throw that out there because that's funny as shit. I'm opening mine up to see what the free game is right now. Oh, so Vampire Survivors, because you just got me into that game. Yeah, what, great like a, fucking like game. A week ago? Oh, a couple that... days. Christmas, basically. Oh, yeah. I guess it was this. I played a lot of that game already. Um, the worst part is, I don't even know how much I like that game. It is. It's... it's a weird thing because it's definitely like that one more game sort of thing. Yeah, but there's nothing to it. Like it, I feel it's, like it's so almost simple. a mobile game. You most levels you're basically just running around in a little circle. Yeah. Unless you really need to go to something. Like a lot of it just comes down to once you learn the weapons are like you kind of figure out how to build your character. And like there's randomization, but not enough randomization that you can't kind of just guide. The the fun for me has been unlocking stuff. And I'm like, That's all almost, I'm almost done with it. Um, but like, honestly, like the game was like $5 and I've definitely gotten more than $5 of enjoyment out of that game. Not counting the challenge maps or the DLC. I'm on the next to last level now. Okay. I've got the hyper modes on almost everything unlocked. I think you've probably done more of that unlocking stuff than I have then. Because also, I'm like, about... I, I have a bad habit of just, like, I'm going to go do the exact same build again and play the same level again and it's see how it goes. super, super hard not to. Yeah. Like, I found it early on. Level one is fucking hard. It is. Level two is fucking easy. And it's not until you really unlock a lot of shit and master level two that you can go back and beat level one. I don't know why they did it that way. Yeah, it's it's very odd. Um, I mean, level level three seems like a step up to all of them, yeah. for sure. But uh, I don't like the design of it as well, though. I yeah, I hate it. Oh, I hate the I hate the dairy factory or whatever the hell it is. Once I got to what is the second level, the library or whatever it is. Yeah, I like the library. It was hard for me to try different builds. Because I was like, yeah, I'm going to get the, the Bibles and the uh, that little protection rune that you put around you. I forget what it's called. Yeah, um, the it's like the little olive branch or something. Is it? Is that the one you're talking about? You garlic. Like... No, no, oh, garlic. okay. I thought you were talking about the invincibility shield. No, no, no. The garlic. Once oh, yeah. I'm two... a garlic fanatic. Once you have those two on, virtually nothing in the game can touch you, and then you can just put on shit like 
you know, fucking magic wand or whatever, just throwing projectiles. In I always every, like every direction. my my go to is garlic and the lightning ring. Oh, the lightning ring is so good. Yeah, those, those are my go tos. Well, the other thing is, what do you evolve them with? And some of them aren't really useful. Right. But like the lightning ring sucks at first. Like it's meh. right. It's very but slow. Once, once you level it all the way up. Plus, the thing to evolve it is the duplicator, which is one of the greatest fucking items to be getting as a support item. Yeah, it just clears you the just screen. You just wreck shit. Yeah. Which, again, there's an item that literally kills the screen. I don't like the pentagram that much, but that's one of the few, like, earlier items that I haven't evolved yet, so... Yeah, I, I don't really use that one at all, because I think it's just kind of dumb. Um... But I, I don't know, like, it's one of those games where it's just super addictive. It's just interesting enough with the evolutions and stuff um, that, like, it just kind of keeps having me come back to it. And it's a great, like, I'm going to, like, half play the game, half watch this TV show or movie thing. Um, yeah. Like, it's a great time killer. If I'm like, oh, I got to kill, like, a half hour, well, I'll, I'll probably boot that up and play a round of it. That's that's how I put a lot of time into it because I'd like I'd wake up and I'd play a game or two before we'd leave for work. But I should say that game absolutely should be a mobile game. It feels like a mobile game all the time. Yeah, you, there's so you don't really have to do much. It's more about just kind of having an objective and working towards it. Yeah, I I think that has become like one of the the top uh, Steam Deck games. So. I was just telling you about this game the other day, uh, but Stacklands. Yeah, I need to get that and try it out. It looks great. Oh, my God. I've been just been... I feel bad because I've been, been doing the casual mode, so there's no enemies. Yeah. But the game locks you out from being able to do a lot of stuff because there are no enemies. And I, I do like that because it kind of pushes you to move up the difficulty chain once you get used to it. Sure. Um, but just the ability to sit there and build an empire, but it's not like Civ, there's nothing complicated, there's no fucking graphs, I don't have to, I'm just playing with cards, man. It's a really relaxing if you, game. If like, you enjoy that, you will definitely like Dorf Romantic. Um, yeah, no, it looks good. And I think you, there's another game that's like Dorf Romantic, like the look of it, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure you played it. We played like an island game that sounds Islanders. Kind of similar. Yeah. Islanders. So it, it, it looks a little similar, but the way it actually works is very, very different. It's more of like you get a set of like tiles and then you set those tiles or rotate them to connect like a village or a forest or a river and try to make the biggest chunks you can. So it's like a puzzle game more so than a like builder yeah very board Um, game-esque i have been i told you i've been playing postal 4 now that it's officially out and gotten a couple of updates Mm -hmm. uh and it is great a lot Mm -hmm. of fan service a lot of graphical uh updates i know that there's supposed to be some performance issues and they're still working on patching stuff but i really haven't had much in the way of issues I also um, don't have performance issues. <laughs> and this game, 
I mean, they've kind of tried to like do away with the fact that Postal Three even existed. Yeah. Um, so it it plays very much like a very modern Postal Two, with a more open feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like Postal Two felt a little more streamlined. Like do this and this, and then go to the next day. This one's like there's side quests. You can walk around. You can GTA this motherfucker all you want. Like there's collectibles, secrets, hidden shit all over the place. It's a it's a pretty damn good game. I think it's getting a lot of flack for different fucking reasons. But also I feel like that's exactly what the developers wanted anyway. Running with scissors is a weird group of motherfuckers. So I mean at least I the like, name's fitting. I like it. Uh I, I definitely think people should go check it out or play a demo. I don't know if there's a demo or anything like that, but I've had nothing but a great time with it so far. Hmm. Okay. Uh and you wanted to talk about Dreamlight Valley. I just wanted to mention, you know, Ashley and Titus have like, that's the game they've sat and played together um, probably the most, like for the longest period of time straight. Um, And it just seems like a really cool game. And Ashley basically said like, it's like um, Animal Crossing without the time limit. Like you don't run out of shit to do. Oh. Well, that's nice, because that's my least favorite part of Animal Crossing. That's what everybody says. Like, yeah, I can only play it for, like, 30 minutes today. Um, But, like, it's basically that without the time limit. And add in a heavy, heavy dash of basically Kingdom Hearts. Like, if if Kingdom Hearts Animal Crossing seems fun to you, it's a great game for you. I See, here's the thing. I love Kingdom Hearts. I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts this year. But take out all I, the Square characters, it's all Disney. And See, that's the problem, because yeah. I don't really give a shit about Disney. But even not giving a shit about Disney, it looks really good. It, it does I, look I, really good, too. Like, technically, it looks beautiful. Uh, it, but Plus, it just looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, um, they're enjoying the hell out of it. As much as I hate Disney, I'm probably going to check it out, because it looks like a really enjoyable game. And it looks like they stopped any content development on Animal Crossing with no news of a new Animal Crossing. So Hey man, they got their money and they are running with it. Well, but Japanese companies very often just kind of go radio silent for a while and then pop up with like a Famitsu article just like, we're working on a new game. Can oh, there's any, any information or release date? And they're like, no. What do you want again? <laughs> no. Like, and then you don't find out until way later. Crazy Americans. Like, this game is coming out now, and you're like, oh, I will stop thinking about that franchise like forever ago. But thanks. But then everybody will be super hyped for it and buy a million copies again. Hey, look, I really got to hand it to the Pokemon Company and Game Freak for making one of the most consistent Japanese titles of all time. Yeah. Uh, it truly is the Madden of Japanese role-playing games. I just wish they would not be so bad at Pokemon design. Like, the characters well, the, look so stupid now. The worst part is a lot of them are like, you know, there's been a lot of interviews where they've said they've got Pokemon designs enough to fit them for several more generations. And I'm like, well, try harder or vote better. Do something. Start over, for fuck's sake. Start over. The, the motorcycle Fire. Pokemon has gone too far. 
fire all the other people and just just hire new just hire some hobos off the like street why, in the next one are we just gonna form voltron well, is I, that, is I that where pokemon's headed I don't remember who it was. I think it was like South Park or something where they were making fun of like a chair Pokemon, but like legit, we're going to see a chair Pokemon. I mean, there's been a fucking bag of trash. And a teacup and an ice cream cone. Uh, yeah. A candle, a candelabra. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's got, I know, much. I know all of the 151 weren't like, <laughs> amazing they weren't I mean, all the super is... inspired what's up what the fuck even is ditto but um there was a lot of better ones though yeah they were they were more memorable to be sure there was a couple generations i didn't mind too much um despite the ice cream pokemon like uh, black and white had some some pretty decent pokemon in its generation i think black and white probably was the last one i enjoyed the actual design of the pokemon I think I just didn't particularly care for the art style of that generation. That's fair. I, I um, didn't like the way they were presented. I liked a I liked a few of the gold and silver. I didn't like the gold and silver Pokemon as much as the red and blue Pokemon, but there were still some good ones there. Yeah, I mean it's definitely um, hit and miss, but I mean there's stuff like I like I hated the Sun and Moon Pokemon, the Diamond and Pearl Pokemon. X and yeah. Y had some good stuff. I will say I the, don't uh, know if I liked anything from uh, Sword and Shield. The most fun I've had in a Pokemon game since, like the original Pokemon games, has been the new Pokemon Snap. Oh, uh, Pokemon Snap was hard for me. I like Pokemon Snap. That game kind of felt like it was not as good as the original for me personally, but I, I liked still it liked more... it more than the rest of the new Pokemon games. I like it more than the old Pokemon Snap, but it's not as memorable for me as the old Pokemon Snap. For sure. Like, they took way too long to make a sequel. I, I now... did hate the single Pokemon, like, boss rounds in the new one. Well, and I, I feel like there's not a whole lot of levels. Like, I don't count very day, and night, day and night cycle. Like, it's no. the same fucking level. And they're like... We're going to give you a billion reasons to play this over and over and over again, where all the Pokemon appearing and everything is exactly the same. But also, like, everything no. is going to happen way too fast. And yeah. there's going to be too much going on so that you have to play all of these levels 47 times. Yeah, I, no, I wasn't a fan of that. I mean, I, it's not perfect, but I really love Pokemon Snap, and I was just pleased to be taking pictures. Yeah, Pokemon Snap's good. I'm glad they finally made a sequel. I don't regret buying it. I played it a lot when it first came out. I'll probably go back to it at some point. Yeah, it's kind of like my go-to Switch game if I'm not going to do some monster hunting. I haven't really had... A lot of my, my Switch games are a little more involved. It's like I play a lot of stuff like uh, Stardew or Final Fantasy or... Something like something that takes a while. Ours is very much arcadey. Um, we get a lot of mileage out of uh, of uh, Mario Party. Titus just likes to do the mini games. I like Mario Party, but if we ever have if we're ever around other people, everyone wants to just play Smash Brothers. So 
Yeah, I and I do like Smash Brothers. Um that is Titus's go-to is Smash on there. Um he doesn't like Mario Kart, which is weird to me. Um he's kind of terrible at driving though, to be honest. Um he does okay at like realistic race sims, but arcade race games he's fucking terrible. Or like driving in a game like not GTA cuz he hasn't played GTA, but like Driving in a like game that, like yeah. that, uh, not a good driver. Who <laughs> um, <laughs> we know what you're gonna be worried about later. But um, like he can play like dirt rally though, and like do fine. <laughs> so I don't know. It's weird. I this is really odd because I usually don't give a fuck about it, but I actually have a mobile game to talk about. I mean, I, we talked about I, Marvel Snap. I guess I played that on Steam mostly, yeah, but I yeah. guess it's also a mobile game. Uh, but this one's a mo, as far as I know, only mobile. Uh, Mini Metro. No, I haven't played that. I, it's a ninety-nine cent game. It's like on the top list of Android or something like that. Hmm. I started getting the Google Rewards thing, so I was just getting like a few cents here or there. Yeah, I've got like twenty like... bucks saved up on there. At one point, I had a hundred bucks, and I actually installed Hearthstone on my phone so that I could buy the card packs. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so I, I decided, I was like, oh, it's 99 cents, I'll try it out. And uh, holy shit, it's super simple, but it's addicting as fuck. Like, it's supposed to be, like, the graphics are super flat and super simple. It'll be, like, a gray background and, like, a little blue area to indicate, like, water. Okay. Um, And shapes will <clears> show up <throat> on the screen randomly. And you have to build, like, train lines which are just represented by colored lines from mm-hmm. one to another and okay. you're basically just building a railroad station and over time passengers will show up on each of the shapes with other shapes indicating where they want to go hmm. and you lose when there's too many people loading up one station okay That's so like cool. it starts off really relaxed and really simple but 15 20 minutes in it, it's it's still slow paced but there's a lot going on and a lot to manage so it it gets your, it almost gets your adrenaline up just enough to feel challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's worth ninety nine cents. I would check it out. So the uh, dollar game that I've had, because I got tired of Titus constantly watching ads on my phone. Uh, we have a game called Hole Io, Holio. Okay. Um, did you? Ever, God, I can't even think of the name of the game, but. Basically, you are a bottomless pit that starts off fairly small, and the more things that you swallow, the hole gets bigger to where you're, like, swallowing buildings. And then there's a multiplayer mode where you have to, like, go and eat things and get make your hole bigger, um, and then eventually try to eat the other players. So, like, get bigger. If your hole is bigger than the other person you can swallow the other person oh very odd sounding it does sound odd but basically it's a time thing where it's like get as many points as you can in you know a minute or two and then there's a multiplayer mode i'm i'm checking this out. it's fun yes there's a, a version on pokey or something i don't know what it, it's a good cheap phone game if you've got two minutes to kill it's got that correct mobile game length. 
Well, that looks neat. The other, so the other phone game that I played a lot of, um, I think it's probably my favorite phone game, was called, I think it's like 100 billion. Something like that. It's like one and a shitload of zeros after it. 100 billion, 100 million, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's like a, basically a run-based, kind of a roguelike uh, run-based thing. Um, where basically you're just like upgrading stuff until you finish the game. And it probably my favorite mobile game ever. Right on. Um, so I, I don't know if you saw this. So we're looking at my space games on steam. I had a game called uh, come up called prosperous universe. Hmm. Um, I don't know the way that they, that they describe the game is, a uh, you start a galactic empire by trading on real time market exchange with other real players. So it's like a space station economic simulator or something. Oh, yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah, it is. It is a. It's like a almost a team manager sort of game. I have tried a little bit of this game, and all I can say is that this is the kind of game you can you enjoy. You are a psychopath. Yeah. Please exile yourself from my society. I don't want to be near you. When I see this sort of thing, I'm like, you should. If you enjoy this, you should probably be like a stockbroker. I. This looks like it would bore a stockbroker. Like I don't. So, <clears throat> let's take a break real quick because I got a pee. Okay. Um, but I do want to take a minute to talk about like the games I actually did play this year. Um, okay. cause they're all not on steam. So let's take a quick break and then, uh, go over some of that stuff and head towards the end. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, like I said earlier, most of the games that I have played this year were not on steam. Um, mostly because most of the stuff Titus does want to play is on steam. Um, and if he's not on Steam, a lot of the stuff he likes is through Xbox Game Pass, which for a parent is the greatest thing ever because it's like everything on that store is free. Go download whatever you would like. Um, yeah. For the most part, anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I actually played a game on Xbox today. Um, I also have played some Game Pass stuff. Um, a lot of the time it's stuff like, I don't know if I want to buy this. I'll try it out on a console first for free. Uh, well, not for free, but as part of something I'm already paying for. Um, I tried out High on Life. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. Uh, it's an interesting game. If you like Rick and Morty a whole lot, you'll probably like it because it's basically Rick and Morty, uh, the video game. Your gun your guns in the game are characters that talk to you and have faces. There's like what, four or five of them or something like that. Yeah. I, I didn't get that far. I played like an hour of it. Maybe. Um, I did the first like main mission that you get once you start actually playing the game and get through the intro. Um, basically aliens invade earth. You get transported to another planet and start doing bounty hunter missions so I went and did the first mission, which was to retrieve a knife um, and kill a, a gang boss, essentially. 
Uh, turns out the knife is talking, like the gun that you use. Oh, um, yeah. And it just wants to stab things. I mean, it is constantly yelling about like, oh, just just stick me into their fat belly. And I'm like, this is upsetting. Because um, it's all very cartoonish. Um, but uh, if you really like Rick and Morty, again, this is the game for you. I, I think Rick and Morty is fine. I am not like this super hardcore Rick and Morty fan by any stretch. Um, I'd say I, I enjoy about 60 to 75% of the stuff that comes out of that show. Um, and it's definitely one of those things that I get really sick hearing people talk about it nonstop. Um, so for me, like they talk a little bit too much and you can adjust that in the settings, but it's, it's kind of like, Hey, do you want them to talk all the time or almost not at all? are pretty much your choices. Yeah, look, I I love Rick and Morty. We just finished watching the new season, and it's fucking great. Yeah. Um, and I liked playing... It was something like Trevor Saves the Universe or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which I have on Switch. And it's another... It, it's very similar, except instead of being a shooter, it's more of a adventure game. Sure. Um, I think that, that was, setting works better, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I was watching some gameplay and some reviews of the new game, and, and it looks good. A lot of people said it's functional and it's fun. I, I feel like um, that is a good description of this game. Yeah, it's functional and it's fun. Nothing groundbreaking. The combat leaves a lot to be desired, which it kind of looks like it does. Um, but that's fine. But even for loving that kind of humor, Jesus Christ, yeah, did the talking seem like a fucking lot. Oh, it is. And it... So I didn't play that much, but, and maybe it gets a little better when you have a few more weapons, but it got to the point where it was just repeating itself over and over. Um, especially the knife. Like it didn't, it was not reassuring to me that the newest weapon I had very quickly became the thing repeating itself the most. Um, also everything is very one note. You know what I mean? It's like this thing is in the game to serve a singular purpose and that's all it's good for. Um, it's, I don't know that I will play very much more of that game and not because it's bad, but the best way I can describe this is actually really, really funny to me. And it's something I immediately noticed when the game opens, it's actually really jarring how the game starts um you start off by playing a game that is more or less doom uh it's like that era of game so you're literally playing it you get on this elevator you you know there's this uh what do you call it a like a voice in your head the voiceover guy narrating what you're doing and like telling you like hey this is how you crouch and you know, he's talking about how he got divorced and his life's terrible and, you know, just very self-degrading, you know, pretty funny intro to the game. I enjoyed it. Um, it went on for a little longer than it needed to, but it really felt like you were playing the original Doom with the ability to aim up and down. Um 
where you're just literally, you have one gun that's single shot every time you pull the trigger, it fires. Um, and you just shoot these aliens like four or five times. And it's just endless shoot a bunch of aliens until the demo, or not the demo, but the intro portion ends. And then you hear your sister in the background banging on your banging on a door and you know, I'm coming in there. Don't be doing anything weird. And then the game pauses and it zooms out from an old TV to you and your sister talking about like, you know, your parents are, you know, leaving for a week and we're going to have a party. And she pulls out a makeup mirror and does a line of Coke off of it. And it's like, you want some? And you select your character appearance from your reflection in the Coke mirror. My God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it had a really good intro. It's ridiculous. And the characters look fucking awful, by the way. The human characters, like, hilariously bad. That's what looked jarring to me, because they looked a little more realistic, but in, like, a Unity asset store kind of way. Yeah, they, they um, definitely looked like some budget assets. And then and then you have all the graphics and characters from, like, yeah, the like, rest of the everything game. Everything else looks, looks great. So, it looks like some Space Jam shit, though, where you're like, Michael Jordan definitely doesn't belong there. Oh, for sure. Like, Porky Pig would not be out of place if he popped up in that world, even. Um, but no, it was it was interesting. But then, like, you know, the game starts off then again in the world you're actually going to play the actual game in. And I got to tell you, the actual gameplay didn't feel any different. You have basically a different skin version of the exact same gun. And it's the thing that talks to you all the time. So, and like, you have the knife eventually. And guess what happens when you use the knife? It plays a canned animation that stabs them in the neck like six times. And you stand there and get shot while it happens. And then... If it doesn't do that, it just one shot kills things. So that was my least favorite part of uh, the 2016 Doom. Yeah, was like you really wanted to use the glory kills, and they were a really good way to do shit. Yeah, and like then they created them... a a bigger loop of that in the next one, in Eternal. Well, the biggest I haven't gotten to Eternal. I have it, but I haven't played it yet. They add another um, one of those essentially. The problem is, like, some of them take so fucking long. Yeah. That, like, and it changes your view all over the place that by the time you look back up, like, all the en enemies have moved to, like, behind you or flank you or something. And I'm like, right. Right. And in this game, it's even worse because, like, you take a lot of damage while you do it. And the thing is literally screaming at you to stab them the whole time. Like, and I mean, actually screaming. <laughs> um, it it's one of those things where I was just like, well, you could have just had me play the whole game in that eight bit mode and it would have been fine. Cause that's exactly how this plays. Like it is, you pull the trigger and shoot the enemies like 18 times. It has super hard auto lock on that you pretty much have to use. Um, I ran into two enemy types like there's a lot of recoloring. Like it's, it looks better than it actually is. Like it looks nice. That's kind of how it looks, to be honest. And like it kind of like default 
sets you to play the game in like enjoy the story mode. And I was like, oh no, I, I've played a shooter before. I'll do normal mode instead of just like super easy story mode. Uh, so if you really, really like Rick and Morty and you really, really like uh, cartoon characters just swearing every other word constantly and like over the top, you know, bloody violence, great game for you. As long as you don't care about the combat. I, I guess I'm fine with all of that, which is why I will end up checking it out at some point. And again, it's not bad. It's not but like I, actively I awful. Yeah, I don't expect it to be spectacular. Like I don't expect it to be a game that's gonna stand out in any particular way. It was just very it, like it got very play. grating very quick. Um it does have a fun movement mechanic, I'll say. It also relies on it a little too much. So there's that. Um, but I don't know, maybe when you unlock some more of the guns, it gets a little bit more fun, but a lot of the humor is pretty one note and it's kind of a lot of the same humor over and over with a different coat of paint. Yeah. From from the reviews I saw, that's what it seemed to be like. Um, but again, it seems like a played in portions kind of game. Yeah. Like I could see myself, I could sit down and play another mission, but at the same time, I'm like, there's like a dozen other games I'd probably rather play. Like, I'd probably rather play Vampire Survivors for a round or two. Um, and play the exact same build twice in a row and still have more fun. Because there wouldn't be some annoying knife screaming at me to stick me in their juicy belly. Um, <laughs> like, And it's funny, like the first time I'm like, oh, that's a cute stick. And by the 18th time, I'm like, I'm going to find another knife and I'm going to stab you with that knife. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm probably it, gonna turn a lot of that off. Again, you definitely got to be there for like the humor and the story. Which again, the story is pretty. Eh. Um, the humor. If you're into it, it. If you love Rick and Morty, you'll like the humor in this. But if you can't stand Rick and Morty, this game will be actively bad for you. Um, <laughs> like it will actually. It will harm you physically. This game seems like a, like a really long, poorly written Rick and Morty fan fiction without Rick and Morty, but with the voice actors. But with their voices, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very awkward. Um, and the characters don't look the way they sound either. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would recommend the game unless you're a huge Rick and Morty fan. And I definitely don't recommend the game if you're not, or if you really dislike really basic shooting combat. Because it's it could literally just have the original Doom guns and play the same. Like it, it's real boring. Um, but yeah, so that was that was the newest game I've played. Um, so. I actually, I got a couple of new games just the other day, like all at the same time. Yeah. Um, one of them was After Party. I've only played about an hour of this game so far. Um, but it's like a classic, like, point-and-click adventure game. Like, there's not a lot of gameplayness to it. Sure. And so far, there hasn't really been a lot. There hasn't been, like, pick items up and put them in your inventory kind of thing. It's been more decision-making and watching a story, kind of like the Telltale games. Mm-hmm. 
but you know, in the old point and click style. And the whole story revolves around these two kids that have been like best friends growing up and are just getting to the end of college mm -hmm. and died. Oh, that's unfortunate. And I don't know how they died. And they don't know how they died yet either. But they both go to hell. I hate it when that happens. And they don't know why they're there or what's going on. So they're just trying to, like, fucking leave. Uh, which they have found out the only way to do that is to out-party Satan. Hmm. Uh, so it's an well, interesting... It's an interesting concept. It's got some great, like, old-school visuals to it. Uh, the humor, the dialogue, the voice acting, it's all been superb. Like I said, it's only an hour in so far. So I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it's been a great game so far. Um, what was one of the other ones that I picked up? Oh, My Friend Pedro. I've only played about 20 minutes of that one so far. Yeah, that's an interesting um, game. The So the concept seems hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's like... I don't know what's happened so far, but something happens. You get the, like, shit beaten out of you and thrown into the basement of, like, an Italian mob's, like, butcher shop or something. And uh, when you come to, your best friend is a floating, talking banana. Mm -hmm. And he tells you to kill people. So you do. I love the characters. I love the humor and everything so far. Gameplay's not fantastic. Yeah, I know a lot of people were really excited about that when it came out um, because it was around the same time as the other roguelike that was very popular, uh, Dead Cells. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people really, really tried to get into that one, and I think everybody kind of bounced off. Yeah, it's it feels slow you expect it to be like kind of a sonic thing where you're running through and you're shooting people like a badass because that's what they kind of show in the trailer yeah now most of it's very slow yeah unless until you get super fantastic at it they're showing you like the ideal end game scenario basically it pretty yeah pretty much um and that's just not how you're gonna play the game yeah um i talked to you about Stacklands already and then the other one was starbound yeah, I've, that's a really cool and, game. Have you played it before? Oh yeah, I played a lot of that quite a while ago. Yeah, it's an old game, and it's taken me forever. Because I keep looking at it, and I'm like, this game looks either dumb as shit, or it looks like Terraria. And I went back and tried Terraria recently. Still fucking hate that game. Yeah, I couldn't get into that one. I tried. Um, so, I'm trying with this game, and I'm mixed on it. There's a lot here. I love the concept. I love the art. Seems like there's a shit ton of depth to it. It's super uh, cool, but for some reason, it's hard to like latch onto it. It seems unnecessarily difficult, which is really kind of putting me off the game it, right now. It definitely feels like it tries to push you away from wanting to keep playing it. Yeah. Like, I'm already on the casual mode because I kept dying over and over again. But even like with armor and a powered up sword and all this other shit, it's like I'm just dying like constantly. And there's not a whole lot. Like I can dodge a little bit, but there's just not like a whole lot you can do. It's one of those games where it definitely wants you to play the way they want you to play. 
Like there's like, there is like a solution basically. It's like, if you do it this way, it's easy. If you try any other option, it's very difficult. Yeah, but I, I really want to get into it. Like, I really want to give it a shot, but it seems like it's one of those games that I always hate where I feel like I'm going to have to watch YouTube videos. Yep. Because... Otherwise, you're just going to waste a lot of time. Even the basic enemies are just unnecessarily like, I'll hit you twice, and that's 90% of your health. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, how many more of these do I have to fight to get to the tutorial mission's end? 72. yeah, only like dozens of them. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it it's a little rough. Um, but I like it. It's got a lot of promise, which is why I'm so interested in seeing. But like, literally, um, on the Steam stats, I did the tutorial mission. I got to the what is it, the Ark base, and mm-hmm. talked to the person there that sets up like the main quest. Only 57% of players on Steam have even made it that far. Yeah. That is... Uh... I'm I'm fairly certain, actually. That's one of those games where it became very popular on Twitch and I think Facebook at the time, uh, streaming. And yeah. I think a lot of people bought that game watching streamers that had played before and like started over for the stream and knew what to do expecting to have the same experience and it being much more difficult. Yeah, when you look at, like, even screenshots on Steam, people have these super ridiculous complex houses with all these different things. Yeah. And, like, me just trying to build a simple, like, day one Minecraft hut is a fucking hurdle. Yeah, that's another one of those, like, look what I did in a hundred days of game time or whatever. Yeah. Um... I think I'd rather spend a hundred days learning Unity than uh Yeah. I, I would <laughs> rather make a better game. Um <laughs> so one of the games that I played a lot of, and it's actually the only game that I think me and Titus both beat the entire game and DLC like totally separately, is um Bug Snacks. And the DLC I believe is Big Snacks. I I think I remember seeing that at one point. Um, fucking incredibly good game. Um, it's definitely very simple. It's definitely very kid-friendly. Uh, it definitely has a lot of really, really dark, dark stuff in it that won't affect your kids. Um, maybe under the age of 10. But um, that is a hell of a game. It is upsetting and hilarious at the same time. Um, if you have not played Bug Snacks, it's on Game Pass, on PC Game Pass. Um, I believe it's very cheap on Epic. Uh, super strongly recommend that. Um, yeah, I I don't want to talk about it a bunch because it will super spoil it. Uh, but essentially, what you're doing is you're going out into the world and capturing these creatures that are foods that act like insects or animals. And then you're feeding them to villagers and their limbs and body parts are replaced by a food item. So like if you feed somebody, you know, an ice cream cone or a hot dog that mind you was a living creature with a face that made sounds, 
um, and you feed it to them, their arm will potentially become a hot dog. Or maybe their leg is now an ice cream cone. Or, you know, their torso is a taco. It, it's an uh, upsetting game. That sounds upsetting. Yeah. Um, and then the resolution to, you know, the whole story and everything is really, really, really dark. Um, but it's a, it's a great game. Like, don't let me deter you in any way. It, it's super fun and approachable and easy to learn and pretty chill. Um, the puzzles are pretty simple. Titus needed help like maybe five or six times through the entire game. And I think he ended up going back and playing the whole game again on his own. Um, and I guess I should mention the other game that he beat this year all on his own. Uh, he actually beat the Guardians of the Galaxy game. And really like that. Play that. That game looks like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool. And again, you know, if I... if you just want the story, it's really easy to just play through and get the story, and it's very kid friendly that way too. I, you know, I feel like there's very few things that you can do that with, uh, where you like can share an interest with uh, a younger child. Yeah, they're, you know, they're few and far between. Just, it's like I like Hot Wheels, and it's like cool. I like drinking i'm not gonna fucking i don't i don't care when you're like yeah my uh my my young son is playing this game i'm like oh yeah well now we're playing birio card (laughs) well and i i can birio card you drink beer while you play mario card um i can tell you as a parent one of the most frustrating things is playing games like mario party where you've got 20 years of experience playing Mario Party mini games, and you very easily win without trying, and potentially while drinking and playing with one hand, um, and your child will become very frustrated because why do you always win? Because I'm also not the parent that just lets my kids win. Because um, I think that's I'm just s- as bad. I'm so bad. Whenever I was uh, playing games with my godson, uh, he would get mad at me all the time because he would never get, he'd even get near me. I'd let him pick the game. If you want to play Minecraft? I'll kill you in Minecraft. If you want to play Call of Duty? I will destroy you in Call of Duty. Son, like mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm so bad. I don't, I don't ever let them win either. I, tr- I always try to play co-op games with kids, and they always, oh, I want to play against you, and then get upset because I will absolutely crush them. Yeah, and like Titus is like that too, where he's like, oh, I want to play against you. Why can't we play against each other? And I'm like, because you will lose every time. No, I won't. And I'm like, you absolutely lose every time we do this. You will lose. Because, like, the other game that he really likes to play with us is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, oh, yeah. You will lose. Yeah. And it's just like, well, dude, there's no... It's not fair. Like, I've been playing... And he gets it. Like, he at least understands now. Like, I've been playing video games, like, five times your lifespan. So, (laughs) and they were much more frustrating and difficult. Um, Like, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like, I never had anyone there to help. Like I I was an only child. We live away from everybody else. I went to school, you know, an hour away from my house. None of my friends were around most of the time. Um, So like, that's why I'm very much a solo player now is like, I just, I don't have the history of like playing games with other people. 
um, unless it's competitive. So, like, I had to hook up my own console. I had to figure out all of the stuff. We didn't have the internet, so I couldn't look up answers. So I would just play a game and get stuck on something and just fucking bang my head up against a wall for 10 hours and try to figure it out. You know, I had to think about that for a while because I was like, that's how I used to be with games. You know, like you just played shit and you figured it out until you mastered the game. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I, I get so frustrated with games now. Like if I can't figure out a game where it's got a shitty tutorial, like I'll bounce off a game so hard. I fucking hate, I don't, and I think it's because I just, I respect my time now. You've, You've got some PTSD issues to work through. I no, I just it's I just respect my time. Yeah, I you know, I do think that I'm not saying that you, that's a good thing. I'm just saying like it's really odd for me because he literally, if I let him, he wants me to sit there and like if he fails at something in a game one time, he wants me to do it, and he doesn't yeah. want to know how. He just doesn't want to deal with it. And I'm like, I just tell him now, like. Hey, you can play any game you want except for these few because Fortnite can suck a fat cock and Roblox is just a money pit. Um, but fucking download whatever you want. But I'm not going to come and read every line of text. I'm not going to come and, you know, beat the part of the game you want me to beat every time you fail at something. Pick a game you can play on your own for a while. Because, like, he he's a very needy kid like we're definitely too i don't want to say we're too helpful because that sounds terrible we definitely do too much for him and don't make him do it on his own um well and you guys are you guys are very involved and you guys don't really go out a lot so it's a lot of you know being home and together with family right it's Um, not like we don't want to play games with him ever or help him out ever it's that we do it too much and we need to cut back. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like I feel like you guys are you guys are already very family centric because you don't really interact with the outside world that much. That sounds um, terrible, but you're absolutely right. On top of the fact that you only have one child, so I feel like it's really easy to just dump a lot of time and attention into the one kid. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, a hundred percent of it. Like it's. You know, it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like, hey, why don't, you know, after the third time, like, hey, can you come do this for me, dad? Like, no, you're going to have to take a break and pick a game you can play on your own because, like, I need a break or mom needs a break. Like, he has a bad habit of yelling, like, you know, mom. And I'm like, okay, she's not bringing you a Hot Pocket. You can stop. Um, (laughs) Actually, if he would eat one, I absolutely would make him one and take it to him. Um, but that's a different story, but he, he won't even like come and get us. He just like wants us to come to him. And I'm like, okay, the laziness has to stop. Um, but it's just wild for me. Cause I'm like, dude, I didn't even have like a magazine to try to look up, you know, tips and tricks. Like we lived out in the middle of nowhere and I had an offline console and I'm trying to figure out how the fuck to be, you know, linked to the past on my own um you know or spend like two months trying to figure out all the special moves for a character in street fighter 2 you know what i mean there's there's not like 
I don't have the resource to tell me all the moves. It doesn't have the tutorial in the game to teach you all the special moves and combos. Um, it's literally just like load up a game and play it and then go see if your friends play better than you do at some point. Um, yeah. So for him to have the ability to like, you know, he learned like, oh, if I get stuck, I can look it up on YouTube. But he can't really spell out exactly what he's looking for correctly. So again, he's like, can you help me find out exactly how to do this? Um, and every once in a while, I'm like, absolutely, because this is bullshit. Um, that actually happened with Bug Snacks, where I was just like, dude, I don't have any idea. I haven't played Big Snacks yet, the expansion, so I can't help you. But that absolutely looks frustrating. So yeah, let's look that up. Um, There's, I always avoid looking shit up in games. Oh, I do too. And, well, but and Bailey does not. I like the moment we uh, run into something. It's fifty-fifty like, for me. She'll be like, "I'll be like, fuck, how do I do this? I really need to figure out how to do this." She's like, you can just look it up. I mean, like, I know I could. I, I don't then, do that on like single player or story stuff, but I absolutely study the shit out of multiplayer stuff. Well, her saying that is usually my reminder that I'm getting way too frustrated at this game. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll be stubborn for a round or two, and then I'll finally just be like, okay, fine, fuck it. Let me YouTube how to get past whatever the fuck I'm... Here's, I don't know what it is. I feel like video games should have really evolved in just, like, standard certain standards. There's a there lot of some... shit they just do because they've always done it that way. Well, or, or shit that people just... Games are getting more common. Like we went from the era of um, "Here's your bugs." Okay, now play the game. Okay, great. And then we went into like, "Here's how to use this button, this button, this button." Cool. That took twenty seconds. Go play the game, which I think was the best way to do it. Yeah. And then we did the era of handholding. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have a few games like that, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Where it's like the first hours, like. Press A to jump. Now we're going to stop you. Now don't forget to... You can climb up ladders. I'm like, I'm going to kill myself before I actually... Get the <laughs> I'm going to jump off the top of this ladder, motherfucker. Stop it. Um, but now we're just at an era where, like, we're going to throw really new concepts at you, and if you're on the keyboard, strange key bindings that nothing else would fucking use, and also, we're not going to tell you what any of the key bindings are or let you change them. Good luck, motherfucker. And I'm just like, could yeah. we not? Right. Well, and not only that, now we're adding the level of complexity that games are cross-platform. So not only is it, hey, these key binds are archaic and don't make any sense or work well, we're also not going to give you any of the PC settings because we really made this game for Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah. Um, like, hey, there's no field of view slider, or do you want the graphics to be high or low? <laughs> like, those are your setting choices. Um, yeah, you can always tell when you're playing a con on a PC game. I'll generally have options for days. Yeah. And then when I play something that's supposed to be a console game, it's literally your your options are like. Do you want to invert your controller and do you want to turn the music on or off? Yeah. And that I've noticed actually up until like maybe the last six months, that was like the biggest frustration I had. Well, second biggest frustration I had with Xbox game pass on PC 
the other biggest frustration being you can't change the directory you want to install games on. So it's like it defaults to your boot drive. So if you've got a computer that has like an SSD that just has your operating system, you, you basically just couldn't use Game Pass on that computer. Well, that's, ex that's exactly what I have too, so. Um, but I, as far as I know, they did fix that. Um, and you can choose your install directory. Um, but uh, anyway, to get back on track, because we're going pretty long here, um, one of the games I tried out, this is just kind of a random thing that I think you would enjoy, um, is a game called The Ascent. It's like a uh, top-down thumbstick shooter RPG uh, set in a cyberpunk world that is like mm. way more shadow run cyberpunk and great than cyberpunk 2077. Um, I was looking at this game. It's a little slow starting, um, a little bit clunky at first, but it is by far the most and best cyberpunk setting I've seen in a long time. Like I want to try this. Shadow Run. I already had this on my wish list. I forgot about this, but it's it's phenomenal. If I have the money for it. I might pick it up because that that is that is a good looking game. Yeah, that was that was one of my game pass discoveries. Um, it was really good. Uh, so the game, I I don't want to go super in depth into all the stuff I played this year. The games that I played the absolute most are games that I've you know kind of played a lot of already or something that I've you know just kind of been into. Um, Path of Exile, uh, still currently playing it. Um, I'd say I probably have played like a thousand hours this year. Um, just very easy to sync, like, you know, two to three hours into it every, I don't know, day or two for the first two to three weeks of a season and there's, or a league and there's like three to four leagues a year. So it just, it adds up super quick. Um, your, your path of exile is my overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the game that I think I actually played a little bit more than path of exile is TFT or team fight tactics. Um, I got super addicted to it. Um, we played a bunch of it together and we've been playing it for quite a while. I don't know exactly when we started. I feel like it's been like a year. We yeah, it's been over a year. Yeah, uh, I we've been playing for two or three years now. I think yeah, possibly. I I just it's hard. I I generally like the idea of auto chess, but League of Legends just disappoints me more. It's just a never ending assault of disappointment that it just makes it real hard to even load up that game. So, I kind of have a love hate relationship with TFT. So I really love the idea of it. I love the activity of playing it. I love the puzzle solving aspect of it. Yep. But I everything hate... About, yeah, everything about the game is awesome. The game type itself. Yeah, like the, the actual, like, even the look great. of it I love. Their presentation is amazing. Um, the biggest problem is the developers have not figured out a way to keep the meta from just becoming set in stone, like in concrete, like molten lava encases it. 
and like they'll find it in amber a million years from now and be like, oh look, let's extract the DNA and make a dinosaur of TFT. Um, the meta in particular for this one was juicy, but people figure out like the three builds that work and everyone builds those. It takes about two weeks, give or take. Um, yeah, I, here's the thing what that game needs is a competitor. It does. And I like Hearthstone battlegrounds is actually a really good competitor, but it has a really similar problem. I also it's a card game. Hearth yeah, Hearthstone does it it seems like it draws in a whole different crowd because its presentation is entirely different, even if the game type is more or less the same. Yeah, I mean like Um, if you took the cards and turned them into 3D characters like the TFT characters, the gameplay itself is like super similar. Also, I, I feel like it's becoming increasingly hard. Like there's at this point, there's a group of people that play Blizzard games. Yeah, the people that are going to play Battlegrounds are going to play Battlegrounds. The people that are going to play TFT aren't going to play Battlegrounds. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of cross... I mean, with Blizzard the way that it is right now, I mean, it's hard to see anything they do is a strong competitor to much of anything else. Right. Like, Overwatch is They can't even compete with themselves at this point. Yeah, Overwatch is arguably the biggest, uh, like, team shooter... But that's only because there's really just not. There's nothing out there that's very similar, like Paladins, but it's so bad that it doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, you and I like it. Still... Like I actually, th- I actually prefer playing Paladins, but it's got so many problems. I'd rather just not play any of it. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have Rainbow Six Siege, but that game's so old at this point. Well, and I mean. You're getting away from the same gameplay type. It's not yeah. a, it's not arcadey anymore. Like then you've no. moved into like Valorant and CS:GO territory. Yeah, and Valorant's kind of up there, but yeah, I do I do put Valorant more with CS:GO than I do Overwatch. Yeah, they're um, they're just different game types. Um, so I mean, and World of Warcraft, I feel like hasn't been king in forever. Like it, it's still a notable MMO out there for sure. Yeah. But Final Fantasy's overtaken that at this point. Let's be oh, for sure. serious, you know. Um, um, so the the problem with TFT is like they've not figured out how to keep that fresh, and they keep going back to the same well, thinking it's fixing the problem. And all they're doing is they're just adjusting numbers so that like, hey, the units that everybody thought were good, now we made them bad. So now pick the next best thing. And people well, just do really that. Funny. They've done this so much at this point. Like, you forgot that we did some of these already. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, you're, you were describing, and, and I even looked at them, some of the uh, different traits. Well, I knew I they like, weren't all yeah. different or new. I was just like, like, you mean like they did in season one? I think half of this season is just shit that they did in season one. Oh, it is. And I'm just like, yeah, I, like if they run out of ideas, they haven't even run out of characters yet because they keep reusing the same characters over and over again. Well, and they um, uh, so speaking to the using it over and over again thing, they have a really bad habit of picking character skins that look so similar that it's almost impossible to tell them apart on the card and as a three D model. 
like Vi and Ezreal in this set, both dark outfit, bright pink hair. Card, just a bunch of pink hair. So like half the time you're like, oh, I, I'm buying this character. Turns out to be a totally different character. Because um, you're typically in a bit of a hurry. You know, you're trying to do things quickly. Um, but they keep making shit look the same. Like, it's so hard to differentiate things, and it's so hard to tell what's going on. Um, but what I've, I've noticed, and I, I know that you noticed this, um, like, I want to like the lead developer, Mort Dog. Like, he seems like he would be a cool guy to have a beer with. Um, but he has become so defensive about the game because everybody is just shitting on it because it gets stale so fast. It's not even that it's bad. It's just that it's so samey all the time that everybody's like, okay, well we figured out the best thing. And he's like, it's not the best thing. It's not even that good. It's balanced. And I'm like, okay. So I did a little experiment. Everybody keeps complaining that a character called Yumi, this little cat, bat looking thing yeah on a book it's a magic character basically um everybody's like that fucking character is too good and his response is no it's not too good the team that you build around it is just very strong and people don't counter it and i'm like okay well i'm gonna play ranked i'm going to force that character every single game regardless of whether or not I have the comp that goes along with it. And I have gotten first or second place every single game, like six or eight games in a row. Jesus. Whether or not I get that character um, or whether or not I get the team around the character. The one time I almost lost, I went down to like 20 health because I couldn't find a Yumi but I had the entire rest of the team build. The second I put the, the one star unit in the Yumi, I won every round after that and got first place. I like, I beat somebody from like 90 health with a one star unit and no items. There's been a there's been a few there's like at least one character like that every season, sometimes two because they do those mid season switch ups. Yeah. But, like, I remember the season that Yasuo was overpowered. Uh, oh, he still is that, in this set, too, by the I, way. He's he's pretty he's pretty OP in every set, let's be honest. But there was one set where it was, like, he was a green character, and you would pretty much win if you just did Yasuo every fucking time. Oh, no, you... If you... So there's four builds currently. If you play any of the four, you will get top four every single game that you play. As long as you don't like, you know, super fuck up your items or something. Um, but if you just like play the build as it's intended, you will get minimum top four. If you play one of these four builds, you don't even have to worry if it's contested because you don't need golds except for the builds where you need supers and then you do need golds. Um, but I still enjoy the act of playing the game so much that it's still definitely my most played game this year. Um, and I'm also starting a um, 
TFT club at work. So for people to like just come and hang out and play the game together and talk about it and learn, uh, learn one of the four metas that you need to play. Um, with the plan of actually opening an esports arena and um, TFT team for the library, which is kind of That'd cool, I think. Sick. Yeah. Um, like I've already talked to the leadership and got it all approved and everything. So I've been busy kind of putting that together. Because, um, yeah, I still really like TFT. Like I, I really genuinely really like playing the game. And I, I hope I it gets better. I mostly just play it right now because there's, it's the same reason I play Overwatch. There isn't really a good alternative at the moment. Yeah. And like, I don't think that Mort is bad at developing the game or directing it. I think he is like, I know for a fact he spends too much time listening to input from the Twitch mob and the Reddit group and the forum people he he spends so much time like he spends every weekend streaming the game and playing with viewers and he spends in, that entire time ignoring a lot of like just decent comments of like hey you know here's an idea or hey i like the game thanks you know that sort of thing won't respond to that stuff but if somebody says hey i think yumi is too strong i win every game with her his response is, oh, shut up. You're so stupid. She's not overpowered. It's fine. And I'm like, okay, like you're obviously defensive about it. Like you pick this one comment out of like 10 nice comments and this one 11th comment, you like yell at this random internet person. And you could have just ignored it, not given it any spotlight. But now you've started a discussion and you've started banning everybody that agrees. Like, he needs to take a step back from interacting with the community because I feel like it's poisoning his view of his own game. And we're going to end up with... I, I can guarantee you we're going to end up with um, his change that supports his argument that doesn't actually fix the problem. So he's going to end up nerfing supers and anima squad. I think it is, or no mascot. Um, he's going to make those things weaker and not change Yumi. And then when Yumi isn't winning as frequently, but still winning, he's going to say, look, it wasn't her at all. It was the stuff that I told you. It's like, well, yeah, if you nerf everything around the character, you indirectly nerf that character. Yeah. But you're not actually fixing the problem. If you just reduce that one character's power, the rest would be fine. You're, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're cutting off your leg just to spite the rest of your body. And I was like, don't do that. Um, so I, I really do think that he is he's spending too much time trying to convince people he's right and not enough time making sure that he's right. That's um, so I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I hope like for the best. Get, they need to get some 
some other people in there or something. I don't know. So, and that is the good news. They did, in fact, get another um, main developer working on the game. So it's not just him. There is someone else that is, like, balancing the, the game itself. And, like, What's planning it? the new sets. The bad news is... He said they have like two or three sets already developed ahead of time. So it's going to be like another year before we see any real change. Um, so yeah, we'll see if it makes it that long. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, better cross sticks too. Um, the other game that I've actually spent a ton of time on, and this is really weird, uh, I've played a shitload of the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I haven't played it much recently because I've just been busy with Path of Exiles, New League, and TFT. But um, I really like that game. Like I, I'm not typically a Call of Duty fan. I really like Black Ops too. Um, I, look, I like Black Ops too. Don't get me wrong, but for me at this point, Call of Duty elicits the same reaction as Fortnite. Where I'm just like, oh, cool, you bought Madden 2022? I mean, Call of Duty? Like, fucking great. I, I think part of the reason it works for me is I've skipped most of the other ones. And I don't tend to encounter a lot of the people that play it outside of playing the game itself. That's a good thing, because I have. Yeah. It's, it's not great. I, and I'm aware. Like, I know those people are grating and infuriating. Um, but, like... I somehow I've managed to insulate myself from those people. Um, and I just mute everybody all the time when I play the game. Um, but I, I enjoy playing it. It's just a dumb, fun gameplay loop. Um, the unlock system's not great, but I tend to use the same kind of guns every time anyway. Um, again, it's just a dumb, fun time killer game. Like TFT I, is my cerebral, like mental chess game. And like pretty much everything else I play is like, I'm going to do this while I watch TV. I, I personally just really wish Battlefield wasn't awful. Yeah. I, you know, I had the opportunity to play it for free and I was like, eh, I'd rather just not. I played like the last two or three Battlefield games uh, and they all suck. They've been They're terrible. Fucking- they're fucking horrible. Yeah. But they like even even the experiences I had that were bad were still better than Call of Duty. Um Oh, I don't even put them in the same bucket. I do, I do. It fucking Battlefield is like it feels like the Call of Duty style combat in a game type that actually seems interesting to play. For me it's like, like comparing just, just doing, if if I'm just going to do the deathmatch thing in Call of Duty, I either want the the superpowers of like Valorant or Overwatch, you know, or I don't know anything. I just something. I don't know. Call of Duty just seems like it's like whack a mole to me. Vanilla, yeah, shooter possible for me. Like Call of Duty, comparing Call of Duty and Battlefield is a lot like comparing Path of Exile and Diablo Three, where I'm like, okay, yeah. Call of Duty is this super arcadey, like just turn your brain off Michael Bay explosions game. 
the same as like Diablo three is to me where I'm just like, well, I don't really need to think about a build. I have like four abilities. I push the buttons when it makes sense. I, I don't even need to like, I can literally not have a brain and play this. And then, you know, battlefield feels way more like I got to really pay attention. I got to plan out what I'm doing. I have to be intentional in the same way that path of exiles. Like if you don't pay attention and have a plan, you're going to spend a ton of time and be really disappointed at the end. So for me, I have a, it's really weird. I don't relate a lot of things to cars, (laughs) but battlefield to call of duty reminds me of cars. Uh, where Battlefield is like a Prius, you know, <laughs> like there's some good features. It's kind of new and slick. A uh, lot, a lot of debate on the longevity of them, or or how great they are, or how sure you know. More on of the like. Live. See, you say Prius. When I think of it, I think more like the like a Mustang. Like it looks better than it actually is. Yeah, but a, a Mustang, even the shitty basic model Mustangs, are pretty reliable, right? Like the Prius's, '90s era. <laughs> Priuses are kind of like it's a mixed bag. Like some people really like them, some people have a lot of problems with them. Some people can't find an electric charging station anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty is just a that's a fucking Civic. Yeah, that's how I you feel. Know? It's like the most basic, like get you from point A to B. Like, like it's you, kind you of the and, same every time, even though there's a new one every year. It's call it Call of Duty and Civic share the same thing as to where you and everyone else with a part time job have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very accurate. Um, but like sometimes I just kind of do want the Civic. You know what I mean? Like yeah, once it, it's like the Diablo thing for me. Like once in a while I feel like Diablo because I'm just like, hey, some arcadey stupid fun sounds great. You know, it looks cool too. And that's kind of where I get like the the Mustang, where it's like, oh, it, it does kind of look like cool, like that fifteen year old me thinks it's really cool look. Um, whereas Battlefield is more like, you know, a Cadillac, where like it it looks super nice and luxurious, like it's got all these features, but ultimately, the engine kind of sucks and it doesn't go very fast. And it's a little disappointing when you actually drive it. Um, whereas, okay, got, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's I a weird thing. Cars. <laughs> okay. I one more for cars. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, you say Mustang. When I think Mustang, I think Valorant. Sure. Val- Val- Valorant's the Mustang, right? It looks, it looks neat and slick. It almost <laughs> makes it look like you're a rich person with money. Right. Um, but you're not. It's really just like a nice body over another existing car already, right? Sure. Um, as to where Counter Strike is like a Jag, right? It's, a class- it's the classic cool car. Yeah. And it was so classic that it was back when only a few people even fucking owned it because nobody even had a computer. You know what I mean? Right. And in like 30 years, it's still gonna look really good. And you like you're know. still gonna be the you're still gonna be one of the few nerds that even fucking play it. And it's still going to be um, one. Of, well, and it's not even that. It's like, the, it's still the top dog. But like, it's still the classical. Everybody like, knows look, that is the cool one. Right. Yeah, everyone, everyone looks at the Jag and goes, oh, that's fucking dope. And then the, the only people that still do. <laughs> and then the 90s era Mustang drivers are yeah. all the drug dealers and, 
meth heads that are like, well, I got this on Craigslist for 500 bucks and a Coke rock. <laughs> like it, it doesn't run most of the time, but it looks good parked in my yard. It was really weird with Valorant. I don't really like Valorant. It's not a bad game. I didn't like Counter-Strike, so that's not really my... Right, the... That's not my game. Die and wait every round deal. Yeah, or the, like, strictly SWAT-type gameplay where everyone dies in, like, a shot or two. Like, I'm not... I yeah. grew up more with the Halo stuff. Um, so, that's not really my game type. Sure. But, uh... I, what pissed me off is that there were so there's all these people because Twitch made a popular all this shit. Like, have you seen Valorant? Like, it's so cool. Like, there's no other game like this. And I'm like, this is Counter Strike. It's like one of the first shooters. What the fuck are you talking? And about? I'm over here, the crotchety old man, yelling at all these damn kids to get off my lawn and get your damn superpowers out of my Counter Strike game. Yeah, I'm like, this is just Counter Strike. <laughs> it's Counter Strike with and, uh, hero and abilities. Fortnite. And like Fortnite graphics, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't mind the graphics. I I like the look of it. Um, like I still prefer Counter Strike as far as like aesthetic goes. Um, so but I've played I've played Counter Strike. Counter Strike was one of the first games that you and me played together back when uh, back in college. And yeah. Shit. Um, I'm not a big fan of Counter Strike, and I haven't really gone back to Counter Strike in years. But playing Valorant. Has made me never want to play Valorant again, and actually it's made, made you want to play CS:GO. Made you miss Counter Strike that you didn't actually, even want. I, I was like, this game pisses me off so much. I actually want to go play Counter Strike because that is the better game. Yeah, it. <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is the feel. Like Valorant has a very floaty feel to me, and it seems yeah. completely reliant on the abilities, whereas Counter Strike was all about feel and gunplay. And strategy, yeah. um, it it just feels like a more connected experience. Like one to one movements and things happen the way that you expect them to. Valorant feels very like, well, let's see if this works. And like this gun should be predictable, but once in a while, well, it's just gonna do some random bullshit. The problem is, like, they, they went really in between Overwatch and Counter-Strike when they really should have just fucking picked one. Yeah, honestly, um, I feel like they like, would have done better with more Overwatch splashed in there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, with Overwatch, I I wanted to learn each of the characters because they were all very different and specific, and their weapons were just like their abilities, all very different and specific. Right. So it's easy to learn them. And then in Counter-Strike, you don't have to worry about any of that. You just have to worry about what guns people have, and like checking corners and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then Valorant, you're doing the Counter-Strike thing, and then every now and then someone shoots out like a fucking birdie or something blinds you for like no fucking reason because you you don't use the abilities a lot and you don't fucking think about them. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, right, there's a fuck ton of characters with random abilities that almost... Right, or you're the character game. that only exists in the game to do the one ability and that's all you think about. Yeah, that's why I play healer in that game. Yeah, I, I think Valorant is an interesting game, and I'm glad it exists. Um, I uh, Like a lot of games that have come out in the last 10 years, I don't think it's for me. Yeah, it's, um, it's not. I play with my sister every now and then, but it's not for me. Yeah, and I, I don't hate it. Like, I'll play it, but given the choice, I'll play a lot of other things instead. Um, but, um, yeah, 
I, those are definitely like my super top games. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else really interesting I played or played a lot of this year. Well, we should. We get, um, I gotta let the dogs out, so we should wrap this one up for the night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a good year. Um, everybody's healthy for the most part, and uh, yeah. So maybe maybe we can commit to something like a once a month thing or something. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to do it a little bit more frequently. It's fun to do. So yeah. Um, we're keeping we're keeping box press alive. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you guys have a happy new year and uh, zero. Have a good night, sir. Have a good night. Have a have a happy new year. Yep. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Happy new year.